0: Angels started where in Maryhill.
1: Mary so, some biker told me that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> some, some biker from Maryhill. He was a fucking <laughs> guy on a cross, cross or something. Guy was half his fucking head. I, I don't know. That. Why did they know? They I should think have. it was the Blue Angels were in Maryhill, and then they moved. Uh, like pe- some people f- moved to America, and then Aye. called it the Hell's Angels. And so there's
2: tunnels of mad stuff um, that came from Scotland. It's pure American culture. See so that? Apparently, like now, like. Southern deep fried chicken and that Apparently that's sort the Scottish like immigrants Going there there And like see the word hillbilly That comes for. Is weeks? it? Aye Cos like Scotland's hilly you, they call billy like, know, like, well. like the billy boys yeah. and all that There's hunters of shit like that
0: Sony eh uh, Sonny Bean Sonny Bean Healthy aye lies. I had never Do you know about
1: Sonny Bean? I've heard I've watched a fucking thing on YouTube Was that Count Dankula's fucking uh, absolute Mad Lads have you ever seen that? No, no. It's a thing called Absolute Mad Lads where he tells a story of some how mental they are. Life and times can kind of I Aye, uh, and I was reading that's what I heard about but that. What a man? He done one about fucking out. I've not watched lot of them but I watched one the other day it was about uh, Saddam Hussein's son. Right. Goody mate seen? this cunt's half a deep end man like oh they, yeah i've heard
0: i've i've heard something about that
1: in uh, the front cover of the movies like a guy sitting on a gold throne it's like the, it's the guy that had to pretend he was him aye so there was a guy that he went to school with that looked kind of like him and then he got more plastic surgery and he told his family that he'd been killed and he had to be the body up of him and he's a cunt got shot and all that but this guy used to just fucking. What's well, the shit about this guy? Like, I, I've He's heard, like are they no insane, he sounds like, Damn Hussein uh, hinks this country disgrace. Aye, that's what I was about I, like, he'd <laughs> he, he be
0: turned in his grave. <laughs> you <need to> be.
3: <laughs>
0: He's <laughs> like, I can't believe it, boys. That's oh, <laughs> the boy I, I mean.
3: Fucking
2: <laughs> <laughs> <get> ruining my name <laughs> <home> is <laughs> <with> there, man. <laughs> see, But yeah, actually, you need to be nuts to be...
0: When you're talking about the Husseins, be the maddest of all the Husseins, don't you? <laughs> well, see, if your dad's that bad already, you need to push it out. I yeah, do th- you
2: think it's like Donald Trump Jr. trying to be like, he's like, trying to be, you know what I mean? It's like this, this, this the sun syndrome, do you know what I mean? Like, Aye,
0: I get like it. Kim yeah. Jun un and that, he's like, to Trump, Trump. Aye. Aye. <laughs> try, try. Nobody can Trump, Trump. Um, but we're in, man, we're in troops. And what I guess we've got today, we wanted him on for a good
1: while. Mark Dallas. Ooh. Welcome, Thanks mate. On zoom, guys. Welcome. How are on we, mate? I am all right, mate. Apart of me, having to get a train to Wish on. That was a bit
0: of a bastard. <laughs> like, just getting to or being in Wishaw in general, um, and that wasn't a Wishaw general joke there. <laughs> uh, being in Wishaw in general uh, is not great, mate. But I shout out to everybody that's
1: listening <laughs> in Wishaw. <laughs> Wishaw um, is uh, like our condolences. <laughs> <laughs> Wishaw is like you bought Malawi off wish. Aye, <laughs> I wish know.
3: Don't go aye. Aye. Well. That
1: is
0: true. I know. Everybody that come, it's just so, it's just so. Out the way but
1: so you thought you thought we were somewhere more central didn't I you know, Ravy Davies been on this podcast before and he said to me "Oh, the guys are wanting your own it's the same place as Gradle recorded his mm-hmm. so I assumed because Gradle when I went in football daft it was in the south side right so I was like, "I need borrow."
0: Of course, I've got.
1: Aye, two minutes for the office. Aye, just finished my shift and just stoked down Did you oh. start on long one, man? It was you like six and <laughs> like, wish. I was like, "Fuck, man." I
0: said, "I, I said your location. <laughs> you must have, the sweat must have Now do <laughs> <now laughs> I feel me like you nearly fought your bed? Like, oh, fuck, I had man! Sudden realization. But we're here. We made it. We made it. Um, aye, so before we start, Jamie, don't get a Scooby-Doo about wrestling, right? Don't. Don't blame me. I don't.
2: I I like I I, I get a, a wee bit of knowledge for when I was a wee guy, but like I like wasn't pure in you know what I mean? Uh, I like used to watch wrestling because all my pals did, uh, not it. Mean? What age are you? Twenty four. So like it would
1: have been like Stone Cold. you he that grew that up no,
0: during the peak, and he's still like nah. No,
2: I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, but I didn't. I wasn't. Did I, I wasn't pure any, you inna, know what I mean? Be, see see, be honest, I don't remember anything for before I was like 19 or something like my memory's so bad you what I mean so and you're I could 24. have been I, <laughs> I, 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 had a Mysterio, I had a Rey Mysterio mask actually I remember that so I must have been into it to a certain extent well
0: okay I was listening to a Ravy after episode today oh. and he's got a bit of an issue with Rey Mysterio
1: I know man it was, I was a shame when uh, Rey Mysterio came up for us because I held him in very high regard and now I'm kind of like oh that's- Rate, what was it? It, was, no, no, it, it was absolutely sound, so I'm not going to say that. he was he was he was brand new. It, it, I took my son in to meet him, my nephews not, and that, and he got forties with him. He was he was a brand new guy, but he's obviously got an ego, which is understandable, yeah. right? The guy's a multi-millionaire, you know, been famous for about 25 years or whatever. Um, but I booked him on a short to hydro, and he was doing the meet and greet before it. So that's what David didn't say. He was doing the meet and greet before it. This is like a thousand people he's got to meet the meet and greet ran late but he was on early on the show I had him on second match right and I think he took offence to that because he's Rey Mysterio but the show also had like Rob Van Mm Dam and all this on it right and my thought process was I'll put him on early because this is a big massive show and I want the punters to go oh my god if Rey Mysterio's on early what's gonna happen next right that was the thought process Mm -hmm. behind it so it was a compliment Mm -hmm. yeah or so I thought. Right? <laughs> he didn't think that, right? So he was up the stair and his music played. So Kenny, what that uh, he was fighting, we the ring. He's uh, just starting about waiting for him This is like his dream match, you know what I mean? Then Rey Mysterio's music plays. And I'm looking around, I'm on the stage, behind the curtain at the hydro I'm like, where the fuck's Rey Mysterio? And uh, he's nowhere to be fun. And then I'm I'm just shouting like where the fuck is he? Because the... the song's only like three minutes long or something. Mm, like. Get out and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well, that's what he did right. So where like. the fuck's going <laughs> on, repeat that song? And uh, somebody went, he's still up. the still getting changed. And I'm like, what? I can't believe this. So Ravy ran up the stairs and he was like, look, you fucking get down the stairs. <laughs> what well, I get? The what best I, guy you could have said uh, there by the uh, way. Right. So so he he got down the stairs. Um, but Kenny was smart enough to know, grab the microphone, st- talk. Aye until he comes out, but he had to talk for like four minutes, and that's a lot, <laughs> if you've ever done like a fucking thing, where you stood up in front of class at school, right. and had to talk, four minutes is a lot longer than you fucking think, so right. he's, he's standing there talking, and eventually, he's came down with bit the music, and he came out, and then after the match, I went into the, but there's a corridor that leads into catering, I walked in right there, and he was talking to Kenny, and I heard him, slaughtering, me, right? right, but he didn't know it was me, he says, he was saying, oh you know, I shouldn't have been on- a fucking second blah 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 uh, and i've went what mate who was that right because I, I wouldn't be like wait, wrestlers are huge right but he's mm-hmm. fucking right
3: with <laughs> right
1: so that's what you talking about and he's a uh, he went oh, no no I, I don't mean you because you're the, the owner i'm talking about the booker the booker got like, right so i went i'm the fucking booker mate <laughs> and then that's what i explained to him i was like look it was maybe a compliment i was putting you on ellie To make it seem like it's a big show. And then he went, All right, cool. And then he was moaning later on about getting paid. like all his money, like for a bank transfer, he wanted so much it in cash, and I was just like, what? I don't know, mate. Uh, it, may been, it may have been for some spending money, um. and then but the, the rest of it was was wire transferred. I probably shouldn't have talked about money there. Part like. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> like, eh, Crowds all, you know what I mean? That'll be right online. Like, oh my God, Mark Daly <laughs> is
0: this about Ray Mysterio. Is it re- it? Reveals amounts. <laughs>
1: Conan, will be phoning me, and that. that's what happened that night. Conan phoned my business partner Duncan. People going oh, moaning about the way he was paid and all this, and I was just like, what the fuck's going on? Like is Conan is he like? He's like the daddy for all the Mexican, Mexican wrestlers, wrestlers isn't he?
0: Who, who is Conan? Conan's just like a a, a Mexican wrestler as well. Oh, but oh he's right, just yeah. like He's like, uh, like, he's like right, slightly right. older and he was like a My pure big, like a got... big star in like Mexico and that so he I don't know why he just Nate, looks after the one. Is it
2: is, is, is massive in Mexico and that and it's I, South America in I, general.
0: Aye. Yeah, yeah. that's I, where that's where Rey Mysterio would have came out. Like
2: 'Cause I was watching I started watching a programme called Snowfall and it was like it had bits about like cartel nut in it. It's kinda about like uh drugs in America, but then there was like a big wrestler guy It was what I get into, kinda then cartel shit. And it was like mad underground wrestling and Aye. it was just a mad it was like a wee room like this, but then the crowd just went right back. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And Aye. that was kinda like that Not huge blister. there,
0: man, it's huge. Um but Obviously, we were talking about our first sort of memories that we would have grown up with, like, Stone Cold and that. So what are your
1: first sort of memories of, like, well, growing up watching wrestling? Oh, I'm 36, so I remember when I was a kid that if one person in the street had Sky that every cunt could get Sky, can you say cuntness? Oh,
3: uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: done that so many times and things where you can't say cunt. I, I've done that on like, National Radio. Can I say
0: cunt on Clyde One?
1: So it was, if somebody had Sky in like a tenement or a high flat, then every house in the high flat tenement could tune in Sky One and Sky Sports One. This is when it was Oh Sky Sports, that's how long it was, right? <laughs> that was the that was the uh, tagline thing for it. <laughs> and uh, it was WWF Wrestling Challenge and it was like back when it was like Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, oh, and all yeah. that. So my granddad's house could get it and he'd tape it on VHS for us and I would I'd watch it like he'd tape like four weeks worth of stuff and then I'd watch the the full launch, watch it on repeat or the time and the tape was pure warden. Um and then after that it was like if I got a good report card in school, I would get, like, go, go down to, like, Azad or Global Video and they could sell the old tapes. and I'd get, like, SummerSlam or WrestleMania aye, aye. or something like that. Um, and watched it up until about, I was, like, 10 or 11. Aye. And I just kind of wasn't interested in it anymore. Nah? Nah, nah, nah I was 92. I don't know what age you would have been in About 11 or, aye, hey, about 11-ish. That's when you said, nah, no email. No, so I'm not nah, asked. Getting, getting, after SummerSlam happened in... Uh, the UK Aye. about six months after that I remember I was in school and somebody went "Yo, you Yokozuna won the Royal Rumble last night and I was like what Yokozuna and I was like I don't think I might watch this shit anymore Aye. and then that was me done with it until I got a wee bit older um, and then I was coming home for a night out um, about 15 ish and I, I shared it with my wee brother at the time and he was watching it and with uh, a NTL remember everybody had the, the aye, well, NTL boxes where you fucking go to the basic package, but then you got this thing that gave you all the channels aye, and, you get aye. A porn and all that, and all <laughs> growing,
3: right?
1: Um so I walked into the room and he was watching I think it was Royal Rumble and mankind had just been hit off this like sort of stage bit where the crowd was and fell onto speakers that exploded and the speakers fell and tapped Mate, him. Mate, was it
0: Royal Rumble 1999?
1: Ninety nine with, with the Rock, I believe it was. That's I, the first match I ever remember watching. And, aye, aye, no, I swear me, that was, and it was fucking amazing. That got me back into wrestling because oh. right? I was like, "My brother, what the fuck's this?" And he's like, "That's the wrestling." I'm like, "No, that's not the wrestling, mate." I remember the wrestling like Papa Shango and or shit Sin I, that, Justice, Maris. and he's like, "No, eh, that's that's what the wrestling's like now." Aye. So I watched the rest of the show, and I was like, "I actually quite like this." Aye. And then fucking go right in here, you know what I mean? I don't mean like fucking my whole life was wrestling. Still I, was gone out and I. Grew up in a scheme and all that, so I wasn't like pure Aye. heavy obsessed with it. But I watched it every week, Aye. and really enjoyed it. Do so you know what I mean?
2: Was there a change at that point? Like now you're saying like these mad explosions and all that. Was it like more entertaining Then it was, it
1: was in the 80s? Adults. So it was like when I was a kid, it was aimed at like children. And then at this point in time, what had happened is WCW was another company. All the old legends had went to WCW. <laughs> they were on TNT in America. Uh, so the WWE or WWF they were called at the time, had fell behind in the ratings. Uh-huh. So he compete with him. They says will be like Jerry Springer in South Park all this, And it was the best. And it was called uh-huh. the Attitude Era. And it's honestly, it was fucking amazing. Right? Pure,
0: it's pure timeless, mate. It's uh-huh. like That's when we would have grown... Well, if you watched it, that's what we would have grown up with. Because I, I remember, like... See, Ravy was... Ravy? Ravy Davey was talking <laughs> about when he was in school and he was, like... Trying to hide that he still watched it for people and all that, but I think that was in his later years. But see, at that time, it's such
1: a cool thing wrestling, and like, I, f- I don't I feel no, like... no, no. I, I, I what, was maybe I, a bit older, so it wasn't he cool, like, to the people I hung up with, mate. You know what I mean? some on bane buckets up the back of the flats, no, 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 and no, that. It. you seen DX and no, that, no, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, it, it was, um, it was definitely cooler. And then that's when I went, I got going it, and I was like, I think I mean See about getting into the wrestling business, and I went to train. There was no way to train in Scotland, there was no Scottish wrestling scene. We were kind of all the right. start of the Scottish wrestling scene, but there was one guy that was training people, i got to start training people in Falkirk. So I went there, and uh, a couple of weeks later, Drew Galloway, who knew Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. he went there and all. And then we found out that the guy that was training us uh, had only had one match down south, down in England. And then after it, they, he was driving the ring van. He went out for a piss, and they duct taped him to a, a pole and left him there and drove away. Right. So we stopped training there, right? Because obviously that's not the guy you want to train you. Know what I mean? <laughs> no. uh, but there was nowhere else to train. And then we we got somebody else to train. Eventually uh, trained a bit longer. I didn't really want to be a wrestler, but you had to train to get into the business. It was a lot more closed off. So you then. were
0: always like, because I was wondering that about you, because obviously we had it's easy to just say to somebody, I, like, I grew up like a wrestler. I grew up wrestling and wanted to be a wrestler. So I trained to be a wrestler then i done it. But you always went in with the mentality like, I don't want to actually be a wrestler. I want to just be in the business somehow. I, I want to be a promoter. I want right. to write the shows. Right. I want to come up with storylines. So story you lines. were like that for like, what age do you think you started thinking about, thinking about then? 15. 15? Aye, that's, Aye. Mad. that's mad. So what, what like, so do you, do you think the, the way that the show was put together and the storylines
1: and do you think that caught you more than like oh he's doing a backflip after that hanging and... i was more interested in seeing that actually it was all the funny wee segments like this is your life with the rock and mankind or like all the stuff dx was doing showing up in a tank at the wcw show or that sort of stuff or the bad language everything stone cold did where vincent Mann like he hated his boss and he was always causing them all this trouble eh uh, I was enthralled, and so was the general public, let's be honest, that's why it was the biggest show in American Telly at the time. It wasn't a cause of the wrestling, the storylines made it that you cared about the wrestling matches, because the wrestling matches you had a vested interest in, because of, like, of everything that led to it. Aye. I found that I was more interested in the storylines, and the guys making their entrances, and saying their catchphrases, the, entertainment. In the entertainment side of it. Than the actual wrestling. I can still appreciate a good wrestling match. And also like like for example, what I'm saying is look at uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock at WrestleMania 18, right? Uh, people there's people there that say that Hulk Hogan's a shite wrestler. I'm no one of them, right? Hulk Hogan was a great wrestler because Hulk Hogan made all the money. Hulk Hogan entertained all the people, all the people paid to come and see Hulk Hogan. And if there's ever a match that proves that Hulk Hogan knows what he's doing, it's the match with The Rock because he was the bad guy, the old guy coming back in. The Rock was the big star. They looked up, shoved them off. Two minutes later, Hulk Hogan done his. Hulk Hogan hang and the whole place exploded because, like, oh my God, it's Hulk Hogan. Aye. Because you cared about the story of the match. There's the young lion and the old Line, you know what I mean? Got collide, and this is everybody's got this nostalgic feeling for this guy, but this is the big star now. Aye. That's why you cared about that match. Now, if it had been two other people having that exact same match, move for move, you wouldn't have gave a fuck Aye. But because it was these two and there was that backstory. Aye. That's why you give a fuck, you know what, what I mean? That's why you care. It's like the psychology behind it all, innit? Exactly, how you'd you have known that word, mate? I
3: know <laughs> have
1: known that word? I'm <laughs> uh, I oh, uh, <laughs> know we'll, oh, no one. <laughs> Yeah.
0: that could <laughs> up like, uh, no but that's that's interesting because I would have thought I would have thought like because obviously sometimes you hear about like say like managers like maybe G- uh, Jim Cornette Paul Heyman stuff like that that I don't know. Maybe they wanted to be in the business. They maybe wanted to be a wrestler. I'm not sure with the particular stories, but some people get into it and they want to be a wrestler. Then they go, "Oh fuck, man, physically not up to this. I'll just become this." But you went into it right off the bat. I want to be a yep. a promoter. So then you said you had to train. So wh- how did you get from that first trainer to the the next stage? To, sort of to thing? being a promoter. Well, how how did you see how you, that first training guy that the 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 duct tape incident? <laughs> uh, how, <laughs> guy, where did where did you where did you go for there?
1: Uh, so after that, we went to train with another guy um, who had a bit more experience, and it was it was in a, a post office. So when we trained, it was like the rec room in a post office I had some judo match, right? It was a fucking shambles, man. But for f- their classes came a lot of guys that are considered like your legends of Scottish wrestling there. Like guys that are all guys that are in the next to UK, some people that are in, in America, okay. stuff like that. Like uh, Wolfgang, Red Lightning, uh, there was Lionheart as well, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Liam Thompson, Jack Jester, and Grado trained there three bit. Back- and no, all Grado always tells a story that me and him trained back then, but I don't remember this at all, man. <laughs> and he was, uh, everybody used to call him Chipmunk. I don't know why that was his nickname. <laughs> but he, he says that we got drapped half once for training. It was in East Kilbride, got drapped half once at Central. And he says, I kept going on about how I'm going to run this show and it's going to be pure hardcore and I'm going to book new Jack. I just kept going on <laughs> about how I'm going to book new Jack, right? Uh, and I'm like, mate, I have no memory of this, but he swears blind that I was saying this to him when we were training back in. No long after that, I was like, I think I'm going to stop training. Um, but by that point, I had everything I needed. Because he needed to be in the business to know, you can just hire shit. You can go online to hire a wrestling ring and all oh, that crap. Back then, you had to know somebody that had a wrestling ring. You had to know wrestlers. You had to, it had to be like a, a connection. I don't even think there was... I I'm pretty sure there was any Facebook at this point. No, uh, it was like 2002, so there would not have been fucking uh, Facebook. No. I don't even think there was fucking MySpace, right? I um, on it. <laughs> exactly. So I left, um, and then it took a, a couple of years, and then eventually I went, right, I'm going to, going to run a wrestling show. So I caught, by this point, all these guys that were training have been training for years, and they've got a lot better. Um, and I ran my first show in the Mary Hill Community Central Halls, um, and I didn't even know what I was going to call the company. At first, I was thinking, like, Glasgow Championship Wrestling or something, and I thought, no, nah, it needs to be something about being mental, like that, mental championship wrestling, crazy championship <laughs> wrestling. And I was like, no, nah, insane. Fuck it, insane sounds good. I decided to call it insane championship wrestling. I ran my first show, and it was a fucking shambles. <laughs> oh, it was a fucking disgrace, right? It was like, I had, like, 15 matches on it. There was only, like... <laughs> 70 people in the crowd but the building held at 350 I said that looks bad and it was, yeah. like, and it was all raised seats it's a really nice venue man it took me years to sell it out years later I sold it out I'd sold out all these other venues first and it just always stuck me. my head. I was like I've never sold out that fucking venue where I started And I went back and eventually sold out. And it was a show where we had like Rhino coming through the crowd and challenging Drew for the fucking. uh... So you got Rhino in your first show? No, 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 no. The first show had an old ECW wrestler on it though called Tracy Smothers. I know who that is. Tracy day wrestled a bear. And you can find it on YouTube. There's a video of Tracy you, wrestling a How did you man. get in touch with Tracy Smothers? It was just touring the UK. There's always Aye. guys touring the there? UK. Aye, and it's like, they, they'll they be staying in the UK for a month and they'll do a bunch of different companies. And mm-hmm. you can hire them for their wage plus X's, which will be their petrol money or a train in their hotel. Aye. So it was, Tracy Smothers was available for a cut a ton. I was like, <laughs> ah, I'll book Tracy Smothers. So he was on my first show. He was a sound guy. So after the first show I lost money and it went really bad. And I was sitting backstage, and I well, backstage in the stairwell. with
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've
1: got to stop the hydrant going. Yeah, so I walked past Catering to talk to Raymond Stewart. And I'm like, I was in the fucking stairwell drinking mm. a bottle of bucky. fucking, uh, Raymond, uh, Tracy Smothers walks up to me and goes, eh, hey, what's wrong, kid? And I'm like, I've had it so clearly in my head this was going to work. I thought this was going to work really well. I've just got such a vision for what I want to do. And I can't believe it didn't work. And he's like, No, don't worry about it. He's like, just keep trying. He says, you just need to keep trying. He says that's how you get good at things. He says, if 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 I tried to be a wrestler once and then it didn't go well, so I quit, then I wouldn't be uh, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be here right now, he says <laughs> in the well <stairwell laughs> the, <middle> of <laughs> the like Chilling that. The like <laughs> yeah. um, so fucking he was like, just keep going and it, it will eventually work out. Uh-huh. Um, he's like, I've, I've run shows that have had like 10 people there because he's ran shows in like Kentucky or wherever it was, uh-huh. Knoxville. And he was like, 10 people there, I've had shows i have had 500 people there. He says, you you just need to work at it. And I was like, ah, alright, cool. And then he took a tan in my bucket, which I thought was <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Awesome. And then he said it was stinking. I know me, bag. that's <laughs> the point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we all <kept> on, really.
1: <laughs> but see if he hadn't, uh, he, he's passed away, you know, but see if he hadn't uh, talked to me at that point, I wouldn't have ran a second show. No? So that old guy, it was almost as if it was like this Passing on that. pivotal moment, man, where it was like, because like they give even a fuck. It was all these people, all people just like, ah, fuck it, he's ran a show, it's never going to happen again. it's this old guy who didn't need to, this veteran wrestler came Aye. up and went, here, mate, and after the show I'd put on, he had no reason to go to me. Just Aye. keep going. Do you know what I mean? Aye. But he did. And it was fucking, I'll always, uh, I'll always remember that. It was a, kinda, a class thing from today. It's kind of the same, like, Mark saying, like, when we had
2: um, you and McVicar on it's like, the first shows, it's like it's, a few people said that, a little lost money and that but I just wanted to keep going at it and that it's like, it's never, never, not never pure if you got a mad vision like you're saying like a pure idea and a dream it wouldn't it, obviously pure come off like
1: that the whole thing is, right, so a lot of people don't realise, right that if you've got a dream and it's different for the norm you're gonna be scared to pursue it, right so imagine like everybody's all standing in a line right and you think that if you went forward if you pursued your dream as you go forward and a lot of other people are going to go forward it's just going to be as hard but you don't realize that the majority of people haven't got the buzz to take that first step forward but the thing is when you take that first step forward and you look to, to one side and the other you realize that there's no a lot of other people standing there and see so if you just keep moving forward, Aye. Once eventually there's no cunts done in there, and you're running, man, and you're off, you're off to the races, man, Aye. and that's, it just takes you having the courage to pursue it, and no gear up at first, it's cheat, it sounds like something like a fucking Disney movie, no, but it's true, man, Aye. and like, you can't let defeat and adversity and all that and get you down, like, and, and there'll always be people that go, ah, I knew you'd fail, I knew you'd fail, they're failures, see they cunts that talk that, they're born failures. That's all they are. They're just reveling in the fact that you're only going to be better than them aye, in their eyes. You're joining them. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Aye. So, fuck they, cunts. Aye. Never listen to people like that. There's too much of that in the world now. People just want to shitting people. Aye. You, you need to just listen to yourself, listen to, you know what I mean, your heart and all that aye. and fucking go for it, Especially
0: man. Especially in this country, mate. I'd say it's even worse in this country. I think, I mean, in America, they're very, like, chase your dreams, man, never give up. But I feel like here it's so, like, if you know just, if you, you do don't... What, a podcast? Aye, exactly, mate.
1: It's like, for, what, 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 what you got to do with that? Who who you going to at? and that? Until the podcast takes off, then they're I, all your best, pal. That's I, how it fucking works, I mate. know, mate, I know.
0: I know. But see how you're talking about your vision. You're like, I've got this clear vision. And it's interesting because all ICW shows are like over 18s, right? It's called Insane Championship Wrestling. Where did you draw the inspirations for for this promotion? Was it all, was it things like ECW? Were you Obviously. like, that's what I want in Scotland, basically? Aye, so it was like,
1: actually, I mixed with ECW, and that's what I wanted. Paul he- Heyman was, like, my hero. Um, so it was he was who I wanted to be like. Mm-hmm. And then years later, I met Paul Heyman, and he fucking let pure big me up at all show. And it was one of the best moments of my life, man. Um, but that was what I wanted to be like starting out so it was like I wanted the ECW mentality and vibe but I wanted the kinda wackiness of the attitude era thrown in mm. I kinda mix now by 2007 WWE as it was called now had uh, really decreased the amount of like bad language and violence and all that sort of thing it was trying to aim more at kids again mm. uh, which it still is to this day so I realised there was a gap in the market because all these people that watch wrestling, people go, oh, they're away. Like, where are they away? They still exist. You don't need to be, like, this hardcore fan that watches wrestling 24-7. But I just want somebody that goes, here, I want to go to this show. It'll be a buzz and get mad with it and watch this fucking weird <laughs> experience, right? So I realised there was this gap, and I was like, I'm going to try and fill it. And that's what we did, slowly but surely. Now, the first uh, incarnation of ICW did not work. It was, like, around, like, four or five shows. Um that were all well, the first couple were shite and then I kinda started learning.
0: What do you think you were doing wrong in the
1: first shows looking back now? But what do you uh, think went so the Relying so just you'd write a, when you write a storyline, you need to be intricate with the execution of it. So I thought you could just I thought people would see what I'd see in my head. So uh, go, oh, I go, I want you to do this you do this, and then this happens. But you can't do that, you need to go right this and then this leads to this and then you're going to turn this way and then you're going to react this way and then it's directing on it it's a lot of directing um and then also if there's like things like music cues and uh, lighting cues and, and different things like that uh it's a production and i just thought i could just write it down and say to people in the dirt when you get further into the business and you work with more experienced people then they do get it, and that's how they end up becoming big stars and stuff like that, Um, and sometimes if you work with the right people, they add to it as well, they add their a spin on it, and what they're saying, and what they're doing, and all that sort of thing, Um, but what I was doing wrong was, I wasn't directing it properly, I was putting on too many matches, I wasn't promoting in the local area, that was a big problem, I was promoting online, Uh, which is just shite. Like, you need to promote in the area where the show's happening. Now, it's different. Online, you can target an advert to a local area and all that sort of thing. So it is handy now. But back then, I wasn't even putting posters up. So I was still at college, uh, North Glasgow College. So I uh, went to the library... And just fucking uh, abused the, the printer. library's printer, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And printed Bobbied out panels <laughs> of posters, man. <laughs> and then just stuck them up everywhere. Uh, and then the third show I ran drew a bigger crowd and it had some better storylines and all that sort of thing. The first show I ran, though, did have one storyline in it where... Um, this guy had a, ma- a female manager, and he'd got her a gift, and she was like, "Oh my god, because it's a birthday," and she opened it, but somebody'd replaced the gift, and he turned and gone. That's the sort of gen- generous guy, ma as he's looking the other way? she opens and goes what the fuck's this and it's a dildo right <laughs> so this big wobbly dildo i'd had to go into the 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 sex shop down at the bars to get it and this guy's pure looking at me going what do you want that for and i'm like give me you your, mean, give, me your <laughs> give me your
0: wobbliest dildo mate well, this is what i said to me when how can i help you i went
1: i'm needing a, a dildo that's kind of like rubber so like if somebody was to wave it it would like wobble about, and all that and then he's went away and talked to the, the, the other staff the last season they're all laughing and giggling they weren't the fucking sexual. I don't know why they're laughing at me right I but I walk <laughs> out of the counter and the guy goes hey. Do, do you need batteries for it and then I was like nah, it's no it's not going to need batteries but that's going gone pal because what's the point going it's for a wrestling show do you know what I mean I might as like, ah, well just fucking <laughs> <That's> that was... <laughs> sounds shady I see that's what weird that's gone it doesn't even it's staying up there I was like ah, fuck it man I mean if I if I say it's for a wrestling show he's not going to believe me I might as well just play the part do you know what I mean uh, i like, have yeah, go, yeah. got to shove it up my mate <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I got that back and then uh, I was in buying like tuck shop stuff because it was a community centre at the time before we ran nightclubs and uh, uh, the guy that was in Costco, and the guy went, he was going to test the rings, and the guy went, wheel of cheese, and I went, I fuck it, I'll buy a wheel of cheese, right, so they can get hit <laughs> with a fucking wheel of cheese, man. I used to smoke a lot of weed, right, so was like that's how a lot of these idols come out. I was like, ah, I right, some, some cunt can get hit with a wheel of cheese, mate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got this wheel of cheese, uh, and I've stuck it under the ring, but the, the, the floor's concrete, right, and it was like, you know, off winter, so we'll come back to that wheel of cheese in a minute right so like this is sort of generous guy and I'll boom dildo out where the fuck is this he grabs it I did not buy you this I Aye. did not But so she's waving at about he's <laughs> he's it. like pure raging and it's just floating about the place so then the good guys come out one of them's Drew McIntyre and they attack him and they grab the dildo off him and I believe this is the world's first ever send them off the ropes Jump up, hit him with the world's first ever dildo clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> Did he <they> sell it <laughs> like a clothesline at all? It right, just
0: right, popped boom, <laughs> right back. Right.
1: Uh, I remember a years later, that guy was running for a lo- local election wherever he stayed, and he was like, can you take that video off YouTube? And I was like, absolutely not, mate. Right, right, so he hits him with a dildo, right? Dildo clothesline, bing, right? And then the lassie tries to jump on his back to grab him. He flips her, erries, shoot onto the flare. And then she gets back up and the little wrestler goes under the ring, grabs the wheel of cheese, right? (laughs) Now, this wheel of cheese has been sitting there for, like, eight hours, right? So it's solid. And blue cheese. He's hit on the face, right? And it sounded like a gun gone off, man. Oh, my God. It was like a brick, mate. Scalped with this thing, (laughs) man, right? And it was like, holy fuck, man, and he just placed her on the ring, right, <laughs> she was alright, thank fuck, right, but aye, it's just a learning curve, aye. don't put a wheel of cheese on a cold floor for eight hours, a lot of firsts in the world of wrestling, I about to say that mate, yeah. For, yeah. a lot of things in wrestling, First for, for things like that, do you know what I mean, like doing of- random stuff, and you just go, alright, I will, I know that now, do you aye, <laughs> I shouldn't have that, but,
0: um, so, see Drew, obviously Drew McIntyre, for people watching WWE, um, so he was where you were kinda of right for the starts?
1: We were like, we've been pals since we were fifteen year old. Could, so could uh, you always see it in him? Like was it oh, a he was, was always like like when I first met him at the train station to go through to Falkirk to train, he was already like six foot two. Like you know what I mean? Fifteen year old. Hmm. And he was like he was skinny, but you could see in his frame that sort of frame, but he wasn't gonna be built like a basketball player, he was gonna be a I big big I boy, mean. you know what I mean? Um and I remember when Jake Roberts came to take that training seminar, the first thing he did was walked in the door, looked to him and went, you might make it. And now he's been the world champ. You know? The rest of years, go and get me magic
0: powder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God bless his cotton soaks, man. I'm glad he's doing well. I'm glad he's doing well now. <laughs> right. um, but aye. Uh, that's just me and Drew our, our pals were pals for then and he's been in ICW for day one and then he left to go to WWE um, and then when he was fired for WWE it was, everybody was messaging him to say, are you coming You work here or there or wherever? And the, he says to me afterwards, the one person he wanted to phone him was me. I didn't phone him. I got told when I was wanting about Asda, getting a shopping right? Getting a big show up in. <laughs> and my phone started going like the toaster out of Ghostbusters, man. It was like, pure yeah. vibrating <laughs> like fuck, man, right? And I just looking at my phone, I'm like, fuck It's Everybody messaging me. Drew's been fired, Drew's been fired, Drew's been fired, Drew's been fired. Uh, and I'm like, right, cool. So I leave it a day because my pal's just lost his dream job. I don't want to be just jumping in like a vulture and going, here, mate, why do something for me? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I phone him the next day, and he goes, "Why the, f-, the first thing he says, why the fuck have you no phoned me? <laughs> I'm like, ah, mate, I thought you would have been, he's like, no. He's like, I'm like, ah, um, I've got a big show coming up, but I know you've got a 90-day no-compete clause, so when you leave WWE, you've got that, ah, you can't compete anywhere for 90 days. And he went, I went, so I know you can't show up. I'm like, hint, hint. And he's like, who says I can't show up? Huh. I'm like, ah, all right, then. <laughs> right. So we've, we've concocted this idea, and there was two documentaries made by the BBC called Insane Fight Club 1 and 2. And Insane Fight Club 2, you see him showing up. Um, so we like, he snuck into the country with a, con- a phone call one night where we were just talking about what sort of hood they should wear on the plane so nobody recognises him and all that's Pure daft shit, right? Uh, and then he came back, chapped the door, and he was like, he's dad, shh, I'm him Didn't even tell his dad until he showed up. And his pals go to the shops to him, because hell's like, a small place, aye, you know what I mean? Go to the shops to get, guy, you uh, know? Exactly, it's <laughs> last I saw from. Uh, so he, they made him... His pals would go to the shop to get, like, food and all that, stayed hidden for, like, two or three days. Then drove up, snuck in the back door. It used to be the ABC, which is burnt down now, but the ABC used to have a tunnel that went under it that went away under jumping jacks and all that. Did that? So, so, did aye, so basically... Exactly. So see if... He, see for where uh, abc is in the corner mm. see the other corner aye, aye, aye. there's a, a like sort of underground path it's so mad. see at the side of the building on the hill uh-huh. you know there's a door there where everybody the goes way. and smokes that. Aye. right there see that door that comes out for the abc that so you can it? walk all the way through and all the way through the tunnel there's doors that lead into each one of the buildings um so that's how we snuck him in that show had like still games shown up unannounced it had him and originally it was meant to have Roddy Piper as his special guest commissioner. Aye, uh, so Roddy Piper was doing a comedy tour, and uh, he had that night off. and Billy Kirkwood, our commentator, was on that, that uh, tour, and I'd been in touch with him. Uh, Billy to get in touch with him, and he says he would do it. And then at the last minute, the guy running the tour booked him for something, some show, doing, I think it was like Cardiff that night, some comedy show. Didn't happen. If that happened, I'd have probably been able to retire after that. Like, my work here is done. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Ronnie Where do you go? Game Drushel, <laughs> like game's of bogey, mate. Do you know what I mean? How am I fucking talking this? That's a knighthood, mate. Uh, Just well. show that one show. <laughs> um, but, aye. So, me and Drew, we go way back. I still talk uh, to Drew all the time. Like, what? it's it's mad that there's so many people you meet uh, in wrestling or entertainment that you talk to a lot when they it seems like they want something for you. And then when they don't want something, for you you don't hear from them. But I'll hear from Drew like every two or three days. Aye. Drew will message me just random shit, memes or like we videos he's Aye. fun on TikTok or whatever. um Or like if I was to message Drew, like even though he's in America, he would reply me in like five minutes. Aye. Do you know what I mean? So that's so a proper mate. So as you get older, you need to re- you, you you realize that. Friendships like that are really important. So mm-hmm. I value my friendship with Drew a hell of a lot Aye. and so does he and it's it's great, do you know what I mean? Nah. Like um I'm blessed to have a, a good few people like that in wrestling. Aye. Do you know what I mean? That that I consider lifelong friends that I've I've made. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Aye. See how you're saying about the
0: obviously the the, B, the BBC documentary, that's how I got introduced to you. But see before that I was reading, right? That in 2012 you just got a TV deal. Aye man, we right. had a TV show in Sky. Aye. So but, but so then it got cancelled. So aye. what's it what, <laughs> I what happened can't, with this? <laughs>
1: <do it. laughs> Not worse, mate, So uh, So we had um, I was working as a lifeguard in Scotch and Leisure Centre. And um, we I was I was on shift and I went into my local to check my phone. It was remember when everybody had Blackberries? aye Blackberries, yeah, a Blackberry, yeah, man, but it was one of the ones where you could have the internet on it, so I could check my hot meal and somebody did mess me called uh alessandro alejandro right Some like, at <laughs> that right um That's saying do you want a tv show right <laughs> and i'm like this yeah, is that <laughs> a fucking ball right <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden i've i've uh, went back into my locker the next time for the break and there's a phone call don't know how the guy got my phone number this day right um and i phoned it back and he says hello this is alessandro <laughs> um would you like a TV show? And I went, Fuck off, mate. <laughs> I've hung the phone up on it, right. <laughs> uh, but then I've looked on Google and typed the guy's name in and I've went, Oh shit. He actually runs a wee like low budget channel based in London. It's right. own Sky. Now, it's on the basic packages guy, which means if you've got Sky, you've got this channel. Now this channel's horrific, but you've got it. It's uh, twenty two million homes, right? i can watch this channel uh, I and I have the option. <laughs> right here we fucking go. So I've messaged the guy. Hey, sorry, phoned the guy back. And I'm so sorry mate <laughs> I, I, sorry about that I thought, I thought you were winding me up and he's like no 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 this is serious um, but you need to produce it yourself and we won't give you any money that's fine mate because I was one of the first people to put my wrestling stuff on YouTube, YouTube starting t- late 2006 we had our page in early 2007 so we were right at the very start of that I was very aware that my whole idea originally was to r- write, uh, run shows, split them into episodes, film hunters are backstage, fun stuff, and put them on a platform like YouTube. Um, so we'd already started doing that by this point, and he'd seen this, and he went, do you want to do it on TV? So I was already doing it for free. No bother at all. Just had to get the TV cameras and all that. It was a bit different from him on YouTube, and I was like... <laughs> Getting a camera, a fucking cash can uh, generators. <laughs> and when the guy opened the uh, the mad uh, cup glass cupboard and walked away to take some deals, I pocketed another camera. <laughs> so I took two cameras, right? <laughs> Stuck it in a bag. Man.
2: Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I'm-, I'm not ready. I'm just at the shower. I'm not used to doing. Oh shit! I need to do the ads, with Evan. Shit, right? Oh um. eight no, it's fine. I'll just I'll have a week. Of my coffee, what's happening, trips? Hmm. Right. So, know the sponsors. know you know Beltalux. You know them well. They are. Um, they're a stalwart of the podcast these days. Obviously, our first ever patron. Right. So, our first ever patron entered the Beltalux competition for uh, ninety nine pence, and he won seven hundred and fifty pound bank transferred. Boom. So that just shows you subscribe to pay to the Patreon, you you watch Riley's gaff, you you listen to ads about ads and you can make fucking dough. You can make bear peas, you know what I mean? Um so aye, the competitions have got on the new, they're just another another job lot of them. Get the Rolex GMT master Batman. Oh, look at this thing. That is a fucking nailer. Look at it. Look at it on my wrist, Joseph Drinking will be able to do that. Look at that. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> What are you doing? Um, right, they've got an Apple iPad 6th generation. they like, you kind of get them for loving their money these days. You can get that for 99 pence. So, as I say, guys, belt all competitions, aren't they just like, it's not the lottery. It's not like y- your chances of winning are, they're, they're what do you call that, capped. They're capped, right? So, for example, there's only 125 people entered this iPad. So, you've got one in 125 chance to win an iPad for a pound you know what I mean it's fucking it's the odds are brilliant you've got your Dyson Airwrap complete kit oh Joseph what would you do for a Dyson Airblade right now
3: oh I'd
0: create some sort of vacuum in my mouth for anybody what you would
2: be an Airblade for someone I think I'd need to be because you can't afford the 99 pence in looks because you should just do that mate if you're wanting one which I know everybody is the, the other competitions will get 500 quid for an a, an instant 500 quid transfer to your bank account there's only 96 people entered that so honestly you're laughing with these they're, they're running competitions on their insta and all get out of their insta and it's just fucking put this post in your story and tag three people and you can win a rolex come on you fuck i've entered it 17 times we made 17 different accounts that's what you should be doing. No, I can I? I've not done that. But um, I trips get onto Belalux. They've been brilliant. Was and as always, trips you get doa when you use one of your codes. In this instance, it's get a fifty for fifty percent off. So you could be winning. You could be winning an iPad sixth generation for fifty pence. You could be winning a Rolex GMT Batman Master, absolute topper, plus twenty grand watch for a fiver. You want a Dyson hair wrap for fifty pence? Not what I mean. And if you don't want it, get it to me. I've got lovely hair. You might be bald. What is that what is a Dyson hair wrap? But so hey, you're talking about vacuums and you're moving that, it, mate. It's like a hair dryer. that curls your hair straight away. But you can get like different attachments for it. But it uses like the Dyson vacuum and it just like sucks in your hair and dries it all and curls it all and that. But they're fucking. Is that what you use it? Eh? No, no, no. I've I've no got fifty pence to enter the competition, but. Saving up, I've been I've been like busking in the street. I've been busking by doing my like whack a flack impressions.
0: You know shit shite about that? They only give money to cunts with curly hair.
2: Thanks to Beltelux for sponsored on sponsor the podcast. And the podcast also brought to you by G4. Now if you get any a wee uh what do we call them? Fender benders. If you get any a wee fender bender, if you get a wee scrape, a wee hit, and say you're not wanting to go through your your insurance or that Your avivas and that No that can be a hassle Do you know what I mean? See if you want to keep your no claims discount Your no claims bonus you Want to keep a clean record on your insurance Then G4 claims will claim directly to the person They'll just go to this guy's door Shouting and bawling No on But they, they, they'll they go directly to him So it doesn't does affect your no claims discount and stuff Um Aye, so cheers to G4 Claims for that, for helping the people. I mean they're doing a lovely, a lovely service. Help them just all these young
0: Jamie. Jamie, excuse
2: me. Who the fuck uh, is this? Are
0: you talking about
2: G4 Claims? Aye, what do you want? Well it
0: sounds great, but how much does the process even cost? I bet it's an absolute fortune. Listen
2: up! It costs zero pounds. Nothing. It costs nothing
0: that guy's
2: lying it costs nothing right i'm no lying joseph we need to get this wee guy out this studio the room because he's he's just got he was a fan he came up to me and said i've seen your um your tweets i've seen your hair i love it all i just want to be involved with you so i said come up to the studio and no, all he does is shouting ball his name's evan
3: Riley.
1: <laughs> right trips cheers i knew this guy called sean david who was a commentator as well at the time and sean works in the bbc now and for a bunch of different people, uh, as a, editor and stuff like that. Brilliant, uh, what he does. And him and a guy called Ewan Denny, um, who uh, runs a production company and works on TV and stuff like that. He did that. Remember Lincoln Lawn? Remember the videos where it was the English guy and the Scottish guy? They were on Facebook, and it was like, scottish words and english words aye, and that sort of stuff. Aye, the guy aye. with a ginger beard that's that's you, you and they, right. they made Mel um, chris mcqueer's tv thing right aye. Aye, they aye, made aye. They, they produced that as well um so they helped you know produce the show and um by this point we'd started moving into nightclubs we were run shows in nightclubs so the aesthetic was there the the, the vibe department who wanted aye. Aye, exactly um so i had this tv shown and they put us on at one in the morning no, we were told if it done well they would move it earlier right so it, after like three weeks they moved us to nine o'clock at night same time felt this lot right yeah. uh, moved us to nine o'clock by about week five or six the two highest rated shows on that channel it was our show and then the repeat of our show at one in the morning <laughs> now the contract had in it that they could air the show five times in the week so they could so it was like getting repeated like two in the morning, random things throughout the week. But the, the main first airing was nine o'clock. So it's all going well. But obviously ICW is a bit out there at times, right? So I I'm in work and by this point I've convinced them because we're on nine o'clock. Look, I know you can of give me money, but if I get a sponsor, can I keep the money for the sponsorship? And they went I, right? So I was talking to Iron Brew Monster. And I think it was Tenants. But then Tenants went, We, we can't have any day because we don't want to promote violence. I went, Do you know sponsor the old firm? No, I mean like I, I, I they were all like sponsoring things for like selling I, rangers at the time. I'm I, like, what the fuck are they I'm talking
2: about? <laughs> <well. laughs> um
1: I know can not promote violence for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> so uh I was like, right, this... I think it was... Iron-brown monster looking very likely. And... I thought, right. So I put on my Facebook. I think I'm gonna... I'm thinking about quitting my job. So right away, everybody's like ah, Date. Fucking date. Lionheart was what I'm all. Date, mate. Was this when you were in the... I was sitting in the The, tennis, the badminton court but Right. In the reception. Um, which is the part of the thing where there's no manager and you just sit yourself. And <laughs> they're all just like, date. Date. Fucking quit. So I went up... up
2: st- mate, <laughs>
1: I went up a stair... Fucking uh, got my bag, went down, uh, put it in a, inside a black bin bag, so they couldn't see what I was doing, walked down the stair, this manager, I won't say his name, thought he was a prick, the other two managers were sound, um, and he was showing people were in the building, trying to get a higher up job for the Commonwealth Games, showing people around for the city chambers, oh, right. starting to tap the stairs, and I went, ho, oh, whatever his name is, and he oh. went, what is it, Mark, is this are pals and all that, right? <laughs> and I went ah threw the bag then pulled my bag out and went, Ah fucking quit, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Walked out the door, right? Walked round the corner. Walked under this wee walkway bit. My phone goes. It's Alessandro, big Alessandro, man. Telling me I've been thrown off the air. I've not even got to the bus (laughs) stop yet.
3: I've just...
1: I've definitely quit my job. I'm no getting left. I even walk back in
3: and go, ah, whoops. Tell me, I was kept on, obviously. You know
1: what I mean?
0: (laughs) You're on the phone to Alessandro, like, why, you phoned my manager (laughs) (laughs) at the leisure (laughs)
3: centre. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Walk back in. Like, now, that's what I would have said. Aye. If he was like that, <laughs> he's a great manager. Man. You should really should hire him for this Conway. <laughs>
2: um, so I was
1: like, oh no, nah, man, right? So instead of going home, I went and got this ICW tattoo in my arm. I was like, well, in for a pen, for a pound. This is all going to I've made qualifications. I just quit my job, my council job. <laughs> so I'm fucked, right? So I was like, alright, I went go and got the tattoo. Then went and got a couple of pints with one of my mates. Then I just went, ah oh, fuck it man. I'm I'm, I'm still gonna meet a so I'll just need to figure it out. Um I'm gonna be eating no throws, fucking spaghetti for a couple of months now that <laughs> one. Um and uh, what happened was I I I got home and I'd go phone half someday for the sun. I know people don't like the sun and I don't like the sun either now, but uh, they did help us out here, or the or, or at least the the person writing for the sun helped us out here. Name was cameron and uh he had um phoned them right now the, the, it was a company that had a uh, off different places but they were mainly based in brazil this tv channel was mm-hmm. the, the main offices, the main corporate entity was in brazil right the
2: one that the show was on and on sky mm-hmm. right.
1: right so they've phoned up and i think the person was talking I can't remember if say that it was like Spanish or Portuguese when the, the Cameron phoned them and started mentioning I heard he's have thrown this thing after the telly so they've spoke, spoken this different language and hung the phone up so he's went and got somebody that speaks in Portuguese or Spanish whatever it was in their office so when they phoned back and the person started speaking that language again boom they've put this cunt on the phone to speak back to them right so the flabbergasted man checkmate right they aye, don't know day aye. A found out all this information, so end up meeting us, and he's like, do you, know, do you know what happened there? I went, no, he went, right, so, he went, there's been one complaint made to Ofcom, and apparently it was some Wayne got up, eating his cocoa Pops or something like that, and they've put a repeat on at five in the morning, the show was an hour long, the watershed, where you can put mental shit on, technically ends at half five in the morning, right. so between half five and six, our show should never be known to telly, but they'd put it on, right, right. so the scene, that was the scene that fucking <laughs> sealed the deal, right? Where we I was getting front after the air. Was before the show, we used to get Billy Cupway to say to the crowd, whatever you did, don't say the word cunt. So there's a wrestler who uh, is pissing blood, so his whole body's covered in blood, right? Um, he'd gigged, you know, wrestlers uh, like nick that. But what he didn't tell us was sometimes they take some paracetamol or oh, like a wee, uh, tiny bit of red wine, which thins your blood, right? He did this, right? Then I remember a couple of years later, where Dane Managredo shows at the pavilion, I'm sitting there and he goes, aye, blah, blah, and I'm a haemophiliac. And I went, that means you've got thin blood. I went, you've got thin blood and you thinned your I went, no wonder <laughs> you nearly died that night, mate, right? So on this night, he's cut his head. He's pissing blood. I mean, it's pouring out of him. Up in the balcony of the garage, this guy dressed as a nun, this wrestler, right, <laughs> throws him off the balcony into the crowd as the whole crowd in unison chants "Ernair cunt." <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: so this wee wayne's wanting to watch scooby doo or something and <laughs> turned the the channel to fucking that oh right. my god so fair dues <laughs> to the mother dressed <laughs> right.
2: as a nun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, uh, so, so it turned out that the complaint was against them not against us so the son wrote this article about, about us mm-hmm. right and when they wrote the article about us um it made the production company that made *The Same Fight Club... No, sorry, no, the production company. It made the people that made the Vice documentary, because it was a Vice documentary first called The British Wrestler, mm-hmm. rec- realised who we were, and then they got in touch, and then that documentary led to the BBC, and so on and so forth. But I've just remembered band Miller's story there about our TV deal. The very first taping, right, was in a club that shut down now called Apollo 23. It's um, Highlight now, next to walkabout in the city centre oh right, right, aye, right. Aye, aye. right so it was in there and um, we were filming it now we had to film eight matches to split into two matches per episode to get four episodes that was our first month of TV to get it sent to this channel or the deal was fucked right so back then we were, we're all bevying and all that stuff right and uh, you don't do that now but back then like, everybody was getting bevied it was like we got changed in a, a room where there was like kegs and we'd just tap the <laughs> kegs and get mad with it right and uh, the 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 ring breaks in the second last match. No, I mean the ring like the, the turnbuckles bend in, one of the beams came out, it just fucking collapses, right? And I'm like oh no. So the main event's meant to be this big thing. So there's a good guy team and a bad guy team that were feuding at the time. So i went I went to the ring ground and I went, uh, eh, you guys knew that? we're gonna have a Glasgow street fight, right? And big wolf gangs <laughs> ran out the back with a bin. Big metal bin just fucked somebody in the back of the bit, right? And all hells broke this, right? So they fought out into the street. This is on YouTube, right? Um it's Glasgow Street fight. And it's the fight out into the street, uh Renfield Street, right? There's a bus, right? Somebody gets launched after the side of a bus, right? <laughs> um fucking two guys fight into cine world, right, the security, <laughs> I've got our own footage, right, the security girls run out of cine world, right, because there's like 150 people
3: going,
1: ah, <laughs> pints now, right, there's cunts fucking, like, scrapping, right, um, and then, uh, two riot vans show up, right, and I go, uh, you can hear in the, the clip, me, uh, somebody going, everybody back inside, there's a f- few different people shooting at, like, get back inside, so everybody piles back down the stair, right, I run down the stair, right, one two three two, three, the match finishes, near the ring. Right? <laughs> so I run away here, get some tapes, take the tapes out the cameras, replace them with blank tapes, right? <laughs> Stick them in my pocket. The police come down the stair. And they're like, ah, what the fuck was that? Blah blah, blah. We're going to, need to confiscate these tapes. I'm like, I'm really sorry, officer. Whatever. Just take the two blank tapes out, give <laughs> them to the police. That's quite, quite like, ah. that. We've got it, man. Yeah, yeah. So we got away with it.
0: That was fucking sharp, uh, mate. <laughs> that <was> sharp. That's <laughs> sharp. That's on the so
1: ball, man. How we got that, eh, 55 and all that, and then, like, no swap my tapes, turns. <laughs> <all laughs> <right. laughs> <laughs> I swapped them out with the rang tapes, the tapes that we'd filmed earlier in the night. <laughs> <and fucking laughs> I fucked it but, aye, that about uh, her. that was how we filmed the first episode. That's up. madness. And right. then
0: you were saying, like, obviously, the Vice documentary led to the BBC documentary. Yeah. And that's how, I think, my, that's how I got introduced to you and people like, Gre- like Grado was mm-hmm. in that, obviously. Talk to us about Grado, the i would say it's the
1: scottish dusty roads would you I, think about that mate i'd say that and i would also say like what hulk hogan was in his prime like in in scotland he's like uh he's a household name aye definitely So like that's one of the biggest stars to ever come out of british wrestling mm-hmm. by far aye like, he's uh he's a character like it's not like he puts it on that's exactly who he is mm-hmm what You see on, on camera. that's probably how
0: it's worked for him, isn't it? Because that's him.
1: Because the best wrestling characters are just people with the volume turned right up, Aye. Aye. and then there's no acting, they're actually just being themselves. Exaggerated. And he's just, I, he, he's such charisma. And the first time I remember we were gonna use him, and then I think something happened to it, like one of his pals had passed away or something, so it, it ended up not happening. But it was, um, we were at a leave and do, someday we got to wrestle in Japan, and there was like a, a gathering at a pub to get a Room for him mm-hmm. to have money when he went, and uh, it was a uh, Renfrew who used to work with was stoning ways. And he was like, ah. We were outside having a fag, and he's pointed at him. And he's went, Do you remember him? And I'm like, No, no, really. And he's like, eh, Do you know he sells like Rabsy Nisbet? And I went, Do he sell like Rabsy Nisbet? I was like, Some kind of hit him in the back, so somebody hit him in the back, and he went, Oh, my fucking shit on that right. I was, like, I was like, That's brilliant, man. And I was like, That's you you do that all the time, and he's like, "Aye, ah, that's that's how I sell when I'm getting hit and all that? Oh, that's fucking great, man! I says I could do something with this country. Right? <laughs> so uh, we were going to get him in the square goal, which is over version in the Royal Rumble and then he, he could make That's it That's probably the Square Go <laughs> So the, the difference is that the Square Go has five weapons drawn at random as well <laughs> right. But they can be comedy weapons or they can be like Aye. serious weapons like barbed wire baseball bats or like a rubber, rubber chicken I was
2: introduced to it. <laughs> like, there's to been God. a rubber chicken in a
1: few of them <laughs> uh, Or big
2: 18 inch rubber dildos There's now. been dildos in army
1: <laughs> We cover all the gambit, mate, if <laughs> I the, the full big spectrum. I think a, a big belly ah, Don't be stuff. daft, mate, I'm a big fish. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going that far, mate, come on. We had a
2: wee to use, but no
1: fish. I think mm. we wanted to use a fish one time, but then somebody informed us that a big massive fish is like getting hit with a baseball bat because <laughs> I'm pretty it does ring a bell that one time we're going to get a, it seems a like something, something you would go over uh, um, a big tuna man imagine but, getting uh, whacked uh, with that man I know because apparently because they go at right nice just muscle it's got a backbone, uh, uh, a backbone. Uh, uh, like when you get hit with it it's like getting hit with a baseball uh, uh, bat that's what oh my a God. Fishmonger said <laughs>
0: imagine you sitting in the back
1: Even though. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you
0: sitting in the back and somebody gets whacked Wait, and they're actual just out cold you know doing that that's <laughs> not me i will to keep filming keep filming Go, you go, go. they swap me takes one, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I see the just on the BBC documentary, obviously that's how like, a lot of people got introduced to you. Did you do you feel after that, that ICW kind of, you, did you really
1: feel like an increase in the popularity of well, it? I, I feel like it's cemented this as, as part of Scottish pop culture. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I remember when it went air on the telly, it was Grado. I was messaging Grado and messaging Jester. And I uh, think EastEnders was only at night, so just finished. And then the wee BBC Low came in the telly And It and from one thing, to, uh, one world to another, now to the wacky world of insane championship wrestling. And I just went, oh my God. Uh, I says to him, I says, I'm going to go walk the Doug because I biffed out right. I'm like, no way. They've got to be in my house. on. do it's maybe in BBC Scotland, but then it got changed to BBC Nationwide in uh, the UK. And I was like, oh my fucking God. And I was texting Cradle and he's like, mate, I'm freaking out. I went, I'm freaking out. Oh, mate, I can't believe in that. <laughs> And then we just saw the reaction online that was like, oh, this has actually went really well. And uh, the next morning I woke up and I'll never experience this change again. But it was like, there was my life before that day and there was my life after that day. Mm-hmm. And it was as if I became a face that a lot of people recognised from that day forth. As soon as I went to the house that day, I got stopped and asked for like, oh, remember countries to ask for autographs? <laughs> it's not hanging anywhere, at all. <laughs> autographs and selfies and fucking everything, mate. Like, and I was just walking the corner shop to get the rolls. and it was like two minutes from my house and finishing the rose thing at the time. I was like, this is fucking weird, man. And uh, aye, it just it, it feels like the, the my life is completely different from that day. Aye, that's mad as
0: well because like even. For even like for me, like making when obviously nobody knew who I was, and then I, I would make these videos, and but it was a kind of maybe a gradual thing. Whereas like I'm slowly getting more views and this and this, and then more people recognise me, and then I'm doing this podcast. So it's a gradual thing. Whereas you had like one day, Aye. one day where every and I can understand how you feel. like, your life? It's like a cha- new chapter almost.
1: Aye. It was there was nothing gradual about it. It was so weird. Like the. Obviously, we were running shows in the tune had a wee bit of buzz in wrestling circles, and mm. certain people you might get recognised once in a blue moon. Mm. But that day changed everything. Like, changed everything for me, Jester and Grado. Like, yeah. it would never be the same again. Um, it is good, and it's also a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? You go a night out, and fucking uh, somebody's acting like a dick standing next to you, and you're and, like they're wanting to talk to you, and you're being nice, but then you don't want to entertain them anymore. You say one sentence to him and then you turn away, and you don't think about them anywhere that night, or ever again, but they'll go and tell all their pals he was a fucking wanker, uh-huh. cunt Dallas after, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And it's like, how many times has that probably happened in my life? Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you get this reputation that precedes you for things you've never even fucking done, do you uh-huh. know what I, I mean? Like- even even like if people catch you and you're fucking... ...in a bad mood or whatever, like... ...to I you like, that's just one day. Like, like a normal human being, I, mate, like... I, ...everybody's got fucking... ...even, like... ...how many emotions do you go through in one fucking day? I Maybe know. you're having a bit of a time... ...and somebody fucking... ...know what I mean? See, see Junior Bird having an argument. No, Aye. Like, he was fucking shouting his birdies I was thinking about this,
2: right? See, like, talking about that... No, how, like, ...I don't know if you have ever thought this, right? But... now, cause... ...I've been, like, people have started noticing me... ...because of this, sometimes... Like, I do mad shit that's heavy embarrassing. Like, every day. Like, <laughs> like what? Just like, go to Tesco my jammies, walk about, pick my nose and all that. I can't do any of that shit anymore. you know what I mean? I hear you can't be over, a mad day, faceless day over, cunt. F-
1: overthink that. That's what you can't be. You can be a faceless cunt. And our heavy miss being a faceless cunt. I right? feel you, so mate. if I'm walking back somewhere, uh, steaming, and like, fawn about the place, like... Hink how many countries you must see in a night out. Like that. A million, right? I know. But if they see me, people go, I saw that. It was like a fucking shambles, <laughs> Sl- Like, sliding along the wall and all that. Like, but I'm naming mere Stephen than near enough every other person in the town. Nah, I get you. Because you know my face. And Aye. then it's like, oh, he's a fucking shambles, man. Blah, it happens all the time, man. Aye. But like, I think of that and all it. I don't know, Armani, eh, tracky, the other week we were going into Morrison's me and my missy's but she put it in the wash and a bit of the gold line that came off underneath the logo and I went I can't walk into Morrison's <laughs> and I'm like ah, look at him he's a fucking tramp the <laughs> bits coming <laughs> off his joggies, not a, he's probably been wearing that tracky for about six months every aye. day and <laughs> And I was the, the problem well, mate, too right I know aye, mate but no, you're no, pure Hickman you it, get the joggy uh, socky, uh, I, mean. it,
2: right <laughs> in the bin mate right <laughs> in the bowl the bin <laughs> I like that gave me my fucking
0: it definitely removes a layer of privacy for your life that you can't really ever get it's back a poison chalice it is mate it, it is, is but man. it's like as well it, it would be stupid I, I sometimes feel stupid uh, even though like people will never understand it unless it's cause see people watching this or people that I've ever tried even my pals that I've tried to explain it to you who are just like just your everyday normal like whatever it, you can kinda see it in their face like, but it's just people coming up and wanting a picture for two seconds and that, but they don't realise the effect it has on you like when you're out somewhere, you're constantly, you've you've got to be constant, No on guard, but you've got to be ready for somebody to come up right in your I face that, that you've never seen before and talk to and interact with. Like somebody... I used to, I did this, uh, I well, I don't anymore. I used to this character like the the bearsden boys and like they were like oh, this shit, right? And I was, uh, I was in a bar, I was in a bar with my girlfriend and Partick, but there was no seats inside, so they put there was two tables outside, so like you had to sit there, like whatever. And like, this, these two boys were past, like that there's that fucking mad posh wanker cunt, right? Aye. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> and they're like, ah, there's that mad posh cunt. So he literally thought that character was actually who I was. Ah. <laughs> so I need to like, be prepared to deal with these situations where nobody else would have to deal with sort of like that. Like, nobody, Aye, none hey, of my part. I am like, the- oh, that's <laughs> not really
1: me. I called my first uh, spoken word thing that I've ever done, like tour, uh, that cunt for the wrestling because of how many people would just walk up to me and point me and go, here's cunt for the wrestling. Aye. But a lot of the time, they meant it in a good way, which is hard to understand Aye. if you're no for Glasgow. Aye. But Here's cunt for the wrestling here, mate? Can I have a photo and all that? All right, cool, mate. The other thing I know, like, I'm very weary. See if anybody ever takes the time you want to interact with me or talk to me or get a photo with her. I see that as a great thing. Like I can't believe you think I'm worth even coming up to talk to, right? Um, and I'll... I'll always go eye and get a photo or whatever, right? Um, but the thing to always remember if you're in the public eye and eye is see if you say naughty something like that. Why would you, right? But see if you say naughty like, gain somebody a photo or whatever, right? You need to see it in the terms of the money, right? Because, like, for example, right, say I that a person, knew that person might have bought, say, five or six tickets that year, right? Might have bought a couple of T-shirts, might have uh, uh, subscribed to her on-demand thing with me going naughty at that guy when the photo would have took me two seconds right. I've probably just cost myself about four ton in a yeah. year at my company do you know what I mean Deathful. so you need to, you need to always be aware of, of that like if you mm-hmm. act a cunt to somebody like the, all they want to do is go oh my god I've met you aye, then aye. one you're a prick right? but like you, you just need to be aware of like you're a even if you don't want to be you're a brand you're a commodity aye, no. you're a you're a product nah, man. I, I, just
2: keep, I just keep like a box full of Sharpies in the motor like sunglasses on. So <laughs> I just go like that, like walk by all the books, know what I mean? Just like squipping like
0: that. Mate, I see, that's funny we're we'll talking about that. The see, the, the, most, the, most, <laughs> the, most, the most, The most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me was at, see, Riverside Festival. And now it's like that weekend that every 18 to maybe 30 year old in Glasgow goes fucking Gets fucked, whatever. Uh, that's like, the uh, the people who go to that are like the people... That is like everybody who would ever be in my audience in one place at one time, right? So it's like you walking through a fucking wrestling Conviction. seminar, <laughs> like, like in Scotland. like it, it, You know people are going to come up to you. So people are coming up to me all day, fucking blah, blah, blah. Oh, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? No bother. And then I, it was getting late in the night and I'm sitting, right? And there's two... Two lasses sitting, eating. A, one of them's eating a fucking a hot dog with onions and all that, right? <laughs> and they're the pure sternities, right? But see how, cause it's happened a lot to me, I know that, you maybe know what I'm talking about, now people look at you and it's a look that like, oh I know who you are, right. it's not just like a, oh I'm looking at that person, so they look and they're like, oh, I know who that is. So I'm thinking, or oh, they're giving me that look, so I'm looking back at them, right? Just like that, like ready for them to go, oh I watch your videos, can I get a picture or whatever? And they go at. Ah. What the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Ah. <laughs> no, no, way like I snapped it. I was like nothing not like that Actually, and then wa- the beer, oh mean, mate I fucking I was like ah, mm, oh never, never mind that and then one of them fucking chucked that, an onion at me mate which was pretty uncalled for I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I I don't think I deserved that to be fair but yeah, a onion. fucking you know I was not even I, I was one out of pocket
1: <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> back to reality with a fucking ding I know man I know
2: a cheese cheese a big wobbly dildo oh bang that
1: whole bit where we were talking about that man there'll be people listening that going gone deep to or fucking or they three or absolute wanks man I know Not but right. but nah, I'm happy to be a white man. But I think it's healthy to have an ego, mate.
0: But, but this is it's no I don't even think it's ego ego. It's like we we are made to feel embarrassed like these are just lived experiences that we've had, right? And we're made to feel like we should be embarrassed to even discuss real the reality that we live in because
1: Do you ever get it that um like, somebody go, one of your mates, will go like, Oh, um, so what are you doing today? And I'll be like, Oh, well, I'm going to write this thing for the, the WWE, then I'm going to go and do this podcast, um, then I'm going to go and do, and they're like, oh, I oh, wank, aye, I, aye. Mate, I'm just telling you what I'm doing today. Aye, I'm sorry that what I'm doing today isn't heavy shit. <laughs> 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 no, I
0: mean. no, that is it, that <laughs> is <laughs> it. It's the same with us. It's like, if if one of one of your pals be like, Oh, like, just want to do this, and like, ah, we're recording that day, like, we're up at the studio that day, and then we're doing a mad hit, we're going to Colt Bridge with Specs, eh, and all that, they're just like, sound, mate, na- no na- worries, I like, mean, you can tell, they're just like, what I the fuck, the, man, it's see, a pure weird life. Saying the word vlog a lot lately. Oh, vlog, yeah, I know, aye, like, I'm a, trying to get away from saying well, vlog, we're I'm we're not quite the there vlog. yet, <laughs> but I see, see, you just don't, so obviously you had that documentary, things exploded for there, so you're starting to book, you're starting to book bigger and
1: bigger venues after that I, I like um so we've, we're in the Barrelands hall of fame we've run the Barrelands about seven or eight times now um we're on the abc quite a lot that was one of my favorite venues the bar is, is a fantastic venue and all. One of the barrels under the floor has millions of lines of tennis balls Does now people, make
0: it
2: bouncy
1: mm-hmm.
0: fucking hell
2: a guy who runs rocking, the is, me that's
1: class uh-huh. now everybody sees the bounce in there uh, it's yeah, quite yeah, different yeah. and it's that's did you because did I
2: actually notice that or not?
1: They say that it's Canadian maple oak, the wood and the flare. Don't know what that's going to do right? <laughs> but then there's a wee tiny gap, and it's just millions of rows a tennis buzz. So when you jump on the flare, Aye. it bounces. That that's classic. That's like you, a
2: pure dream. See, like cunts, like the like small bands and that for here. That's a pure dream, like playing at the bar is what no, I mean it's a pure legend. Oh, mate, it's, it's incredible is walking, that walking that no out of the
1: like bar I mate. Mean, some some of these venues, like walking at the Hydro in front of like seven thousand plus people. And i'm just standing on the stage looking and there's like a screen going around the the bit where it's like the different tiers saying mark dallas and it's my music playing and everybody's looking at me i'm just like this is fucking amazing man mm-hmm. do you know what i mean i mean it's fleeting it's a moment in time it's fun for the moment it's a uh, but it's shit that you'll remember your Aye, uh, guy old shit. you'll show your grandma's and that stuff, stuff do you know what i mean 100%. people think it's like the the be-all and end-all though people think if you chase that moment then that moment will change your life and it's like well it won't really do you know what i mean it's like, a part of your it's, story. it's a part of the story it's and... all about the journey baby <laughs> uh, I mean. and uh, when you get older and all you realize that it's more about spending time with your family and your friends and all that sort of thing and your job should uh, facilitate life your life shouldn't facilitate your job but if you can just so happen to get a job that's enjoy then you know what I mean I hope we're that grounded when we sell at the Hydro <laughs> 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 No, never big fur coats on.
2: no cigars not, <laughs> <laughs> not everyday we even podcast. I was not grounded at that point mate my ego was
1: half a chance, man. That, <laughs> man. Oh mate, aye. Fuck
2: what See when you said to your pal oh, aye what are you doing tonight I've just got the Hydro in front of 7000 people with my name up no that was you like fucking prick
1: <laughs> 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 no I was like ah, can I get guests <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly
1: exactly <laughs> so, aye but it's a uh, Berne we've, ran, we've been in tour a couple of times um, ran different venues and like
2: Little. How far afield have you went touring?
1: Um, like Cardiff, um, uh, we ran uh, London a couple of times. A venue in Camden called Coco. We ran um, Coco nightclub. Uh, uh, aye, that's aye. a mad thing, isn't it? That's like. Oh like, mate, what a venue! I've heard people. It's listed. The building's listed. Aye, I, but I think it went in fire recently or something. Aye. Like aye. Or there it's was all it It's an old club, May, and it's been a bit old. For, like, it's like an old theatre, like see the sort of like uh, uh, the tiers all look like the way aye. the pavilion looks. it Um I think the furthest down south we went's um Southampton, right at the very bottom. Yeah. Uh, last one. There's a boy who worked for us called Davey at the time and we got got out the tour bus, right? And he went, Look he had flats, seller. And I went, mate, that's a ship. And it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it had funnels, went, and man. He went, Hern and fucking
3: mate.
0: Ocean
1: flats, bro. <laughs> one of the weirdest fans and I was running the uh, a bowling alley called brooklyn bowl but it was in the millennium dome so okay. after it will leave the venue and i'm like i'm just trying a show the fucking millennium dome man Vies <laughs> <laughs> uh, all different all different places ireland we've been to and stuff like that and then the belt's been defended in different countries the, the, the world titles been defended oil world and america and stuff like that aye um, we're gonna start touring again we've got newcastle coming up in the second half of the year two dates there um, we've got Cardiff, the WWE are doing a big show called Clash at the Castle, which is the biggest show since SummerSlam 92 in the UK. Right. Um, big drews on that as well. So we're running a midnight show right after it in a nightclub in the same city. Oh. And you never know who might turn up. Oh. Uh, so... That's coming Mysterio. up. Mysterio, <laughs>
0: <His own first.
1: laughs> <laughs> you on first. Yeah, we prick, you're on first. You're
0: opening, mate. Uh, but see, obviously, I mean, this started for you and that you and Tracy's mother sharing that bottle of wine, uh, and then you're going on tour all over the UK. But I wanted to know, like, so you're booking these shows, right? You're you're doing a lot of stuff, right? Is that a lot of stress as well?
1: Heavy stress, mate.
0: And how do you how do you have you managed to sort of
1: balance that stress, we also still enjoying what you're doing? No I have, I didn't so see after we ran the Hydro the first time um, we signed our deal with the WWE but at the time I couldn't make it public so that only became public during uh, lockdown that's when we got announced we were on the WWE so we'd signed that deal like, deal, like two and a half to three years before So we went off all these TV channels in the world, we're on, we're on like 45 different uh, countries at that point in time weekly and I couldn't tell anybody why. And I also knew that we'd kind of peaked. But you can't tell anybody that. I knew this is the peak. The next year we are in the Hydro and we got like four and a half thousand in. The year after that we got about 3,200 in, right? Um, but at that point I was like, well, we need nearly just come back, start building the next generation. Because I knew also guys were going to end up signing to NXT UK because that was becoming a thing. A lot of my guys were going to go away. When i signed the wwe deal i was like this is good for the people i care about because yeah. people oh, why, why do you know just stay yourself and run run ice w the wwe it was like see run that hydro show that took me like seven fucking years, mate do you know what i mean to get to that point you can't run one of them every two or three months it's no financially sustainable i had to tap money to run that hydro show do you know what i mean whereas now the company with the wwe makes money I know about 20 people for Scotland before it was Roddy Piper, I know, and then Drew, the only ones, right? Even though Roddy Piper wasn't really for Scotland, but you know what I mean? Like, there was a Scottish guy, then there was another Scottish guy. There was about 20 people that all worked for the fucking WWE mm-hmm. face Scotland. Aye. We played a big part in that. Definitely. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of people I know going to make full-time livings. I'm, it's the, a business I run, do you know what I mean? It's no like Aye. when I was younger. So I had to start building the next generation that I knew was going to take years. Also, you kinda catch lightning in a bottle right after you've done it. You can't get it twice, right? So I had to just fucking conv- uh, make peace with the fact that it was going to dip, right? And I've never spoken with this publicly, right? But my plan was to build it to then go on the network with a new crop of talent, which I have done, and I think these guys are fucking great. And it's going to build and build and again. And mark my words, it's going to get bigger. But, eh... Uh, for that point on. In fact, feel like I so feel like the first time I ran the hydro on, I was depressed sometimes, anxious. Um the only time I wouldn't be is if I was like smoking weed or fucking drinking. Mm-hmm. Um which isn't a good way to deal with. It, it just uh, pushes it further down the road. Mm-hmm. Um so the past two years I'd say I've um I feel the most mentally and physically healthy I've felt my entire adult life. And I feel like I've got a good balance between what's important in business and what's important in my personal life. Um, separating the two. Um, not f- fucking being on call for I wake up till I go to sleep, which I was all the time. That's not good for you, man. And then you've got wrestlers, and all who it's a singular business, even though you're a team. You're not a team. It's all these guys with their own career, on their own path, they're trying to get on the show. Then when they get on the show, they're trying to get a better spot and they're all competing with each other. Right? So you've got all these fucking guys that are driven, right? Or fucking wanting me to give them something. But guess what? You can't give them all that. Because not everybody can be in the one spot. So you've got that constant fucking stress. Then you've got... Let's see, if after, after I run a show... and like say you run a, a big show you just be buzzing you can fucking sit and be happy for a couple of weeks or a couple of months here and you're on the next one I can't. I wake up the next day and go fuck man I've got a show to sell in two weeks time mm-hmm. and I've had that for fucking years now so that was super stressful now I don't smoke weed anymore right and I don't um, like I drink like two or three times a month mm-hmm. and it's ruined my pals it's no like we fucking hangers on our people that like that and uh, I feel great. But it is like having people run you, staff, that you can trust to fill their roles. But you, if you're a person that runs a business, you need to trust them because like, you can't micromanage everything. So it's difficult because it's like your baby, your company that you built from scratch. You, 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 you need to have the faith in them and... Nobody scared to go. Right, you're in charge of this bit of the company, and I trust you with this bit of the company. Aye. And if you do that with different aspects of the company, then you just oversee the overall arc. Aye. you know what I mean.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You'll be a much happier person. Aye. So I feel great. Um, and I, but that was that took years to to aye. feel great. Do you know what Fucking I mean? Fucking
0: a lot of work. Like if you're
1: especially if you're like then it all basically
0: man and because you started doing it all you probably found it a lot harder to go right I'll let them do that because it's like it's your thing man and you don't want to be like you know the standard that you want yeah. it to be at. so you're trusting somebody who's ba- it is isn't their baby it's like they're working for you
1: so it's hard to and let that go things change you know like so like the company that I wanted to run when I was 19 isn't the same company I wanted to run when I was 25 isn't the same company I want to run now had any of the knowledge that I've got now a year ago mm-hmm. and f- you know what I mean let alone 5 year ago or 10 year ago but this is the thing with the world when people go about it. but 10 year ago you see this like there was a time when I was at the bars and I was like ah, Vince I said something with Vince Man. I was like ah, Vince Man, I'll punch you in the fucking face mate right <laughs> um, because we try to launch on demand our on demand service and they launched their Aye. thing Um but I was literally just thinking, what would Vince do in my situation? I was like, well, if I do this, it will get me attention, Thanks. which will get me other people to subscribe. I don't actually want to punch this guy in the face who could probably turn my face to dust, uh, right, yeah. if he punched me. <laughs> um, but years later, we, we sign uh, this uh, production deal with WWE. You know, people say that we've... That, they've they bought ICW, which is a fucking lie, it's a, it's a licensing deal for our content for so many years, right? right. Um, like anybody day with Netflix or whatever, um, and people go, oh, I, but I fucking remember he said this seven years ago. <laughs> it's like, I'm not the same person. Aye. What were you saying seven years ago? <laughs> it's it? <laughs> a journey where like, you learn, you grow, you change your opinion, and that's how you, you, you advance. Mm-hmm. Aye. And my opinion changed their time. So the wee guy that was steaming and fucking 26-year-old wanting to take on the world and be a rebel, airtime Time realised that that leads to you being skint and everybody around you being skint. Or you go on this journey, then one day at the end, all, oh, you've got fuck all to show for it. And your family's in the poorhouse. Uh, but everybody's like oh, you're still a rebel uh, mate I, <laughs> like, oh, oh, you've got a poster I may own your wall, or I'm deed or something uh, <laughs> get fucked. no I want the money mate uh, right but at the same time I can still have my creative like direction like people are like "Oh, oh ICW's different now And like so, well of course it's different now but we still have all this bad language we still have violence we had de- a death match at Fear and Love in there mm-hmm. we like fucking barbed wire and, and uh, light tubes and all that shit so it's different now because back then, I didn't realise that all that stuff would severely damage the health of the guys that work for me in later aye, life. Aye. So maybe we'd, we'd do it more, in, a, in a better way mm-hmm. where they can walk when keep, they're older. Keep the same
0: tone, but... I, I keep the,
1: the tone of the, the, the overall vibe, but let's no be so gung-ho aye. because evolving, we, now, didn't, like... aye, we didn't have the knowledge that we've got now about aye. business and... The human body and fucking Aye, all like this. The world's right?
2: changed not, and all. Like, the, the whole time, world changes. I mean. Like
1: We've been about for uh, like 2007, right? So the world that we started in isn't the world that exists now. So you need to move with the times. Aye. Like Terry Funk, mate. Terry Funk was a wrestler who was in the NWA in the 70s and all that, was a champ, a uh, proper wrestler, then all his peers ended up retiring and then he saw that everybody was doing this thing where they were setting fire themselves in the 90s and doing hardcore shit, and he went, well, I don't know why they're all doing this, but fuck it, if that's what they're doing, then that couldn't have had a career up until about fucking five years ago. He retired you retired know I mean? about 40 times did day. You <laughs> know what I mean? So it's like sometimes if you're a bit older, you don't know how the world's changing. You just need to go, well, it is changing. Don't be one of these cunts that go, I remember it used to. I, but it used to. It's I... no ever going to be again. It's this new.'" Aye. So move weight, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you go, I but I used to like watching it when it was this well, Don't watch it you know, mate, it's for a different
2: that. audience now See the thing with that, I know, seeing people go like See when I was a boy, wrestling was much better and it's like aye, that's cause you were a boy aye, Like, aye. Know aye. Aye. I mean? like you, like you like nostalgia- know what I mean? Like you were young and still loved different. nostalgic as well, you aye. just
0: remember all the class like memories for it and like all your pals watching it and it's like the whole feeling around it it's no- But again like, as you were saying, the product went for like, aimed at kids then like late 90s early early 2000s it was like right let's have me young birthday on and then Fucking. then oh, he, What was that? Do you see the thing they done a couple of years ago <laughs> where they had the horn shop. Aye! And it was an adult Aye. Aye, because it was years ago it was born, aye. A, 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 an eight-year-old woman gave birth to a horn, mate. Um, just a, like
1: a hand. An hand actual hand. Gou, A gooey
0: horn. I know hon- what the, the joke was. Aye, I, I know. And at the end of it they went, let's give her a big hand, and then they all clapped. Aye, like, <laughs> it, it, was, it was so wild back then, but I think that is what, but it was that Jerry Springer style where like fucking just chaos There's and like he runs it. Like, it was, it was that crap. Was so entertaining, but no Like, what do, what do you think uh, with sort of ICW? Because you're, it's interesting. You're saying about what well, to make sure guys can walk and guys are. But see if you watch like AEW, right? And you see the bumps these guys are actually taking. Still, like it's still pretty mental, and that's right. like ma- That's like mainstream. So, what do you think about the product sort of with?
1: No, no matter what, there's going to be things that injure wrestlers. Wrestlers will always get injured. They'll always get hurt. It's about doing things right. You can do stuff that looks spectacular, but is done in a safe way. But sometimes there's stuff that just is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, it's finding the balance. I think that there's people like an AEW that should maybe be getting reined in a bit more for their own well-being. Um, if Aye. there's nobody done it, there's nobody doing it. And i I mean it makes for good TV. Do you know what Aye. I mean? Like it's, it's entertaining. I'm not going to say it's not entertaining. I'm entertained, I, I like watching AEW. I think it's very entertaining. Um, but sometimes you watch things as somebody that's in the industry looking and you see like somebody coming off the after of a ladder through a bunch of chairs and you just go, Oh for fuck's sake, Aye. man, the weeding man. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're young like that Darby Arn or whatever, it's kinda of like the way we were it's like ah fuck you're young you're invincible None's ever gonna happen to me it's never gonna hurt me. i fucking slipped a disc in my back two years ago sneezing you know what i mean <laughs> sneezing man and that's when you get a bit older you're just like oh no, fuck uh, no it, it, but when you're in your early 20s or your mid 20s you can do it you can okay. you can take bumps and fucking get back up and it doesn't hurt and all that but the thing is uh, i think it's one back bump in a rest much when you fall into your back is the equivalent of a low speed car crash, like very low speed, getting bumped in the back bumper, Aye. right? But say you do 50 of them a match and you have a match six times a week for 30 fucking years. Do you know what Aye, I mean? It all adds up. It's, no. I don't really want to see people like ending up
2: Aye. fucked. See, so you, so you know what the changes are at
1: in sport and that? Mind will try to like stop winning. Oh no, and are that CD, you know what That's the big thing that was in wrestling as well Was like People were taking chair shots to the head and stuff like that And I used to like uh, For a prime example, I used to let people take chair shots to the head And it was like a mad like
0: badge of honour, wasn't it? Like it was like a manly thing, oh, was it? it? It was like that ah, What, you put your horns up? No, get your aye. horns done. It was like a pure aye, aye, but it.
1: A lot of, <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> of the <laughs> are fucking Half of them are dead now, do you know what I mean? They, they used to do that And uh, the The thing is now If somebody's going to take a chair shot I'll tell them to take it to the back like, uh, between the shoulder blades Or I'll say If you've got to take it to the head Then put your horn up But if you put your horn up the right way Then people won't see you putting your horn up I just so, The time, so, but time if You door. can't do it right. right Then don't fucking do it Do you know Aye. what I mean And it's it's. I remember somebody recently Took a chair shot And didn't put the horn up And I went through them man I'm Aye. like I, What are you doing I went, I'm went, i not saying this for my own good I'm saying this for your good Like Don't It's not worth it Aye. It's not worth it For that crowd there to go Yay And then they'll for forget about that Forever, they'll right. never think about it again. But you took a fucking like that's. Imagine that happened to somebody in the street. That's a <laughs> I like they'd be the at it. Do you know what I mean? I and you're just taking that to your dome, fucking <laughs> about ten times a week, man. Like, and you see, see as well, like
0: see, be, sure. see because <laughs> it's see because like people are so because people keep raising the stakes with like the bumps they want to take taken That it's like people are because it's so like diluted. Like people are so immune to see. So then they keep needing need to top each other. Yeah, this is
1: what I'm saying. We learning as I go, and as I get older and get more experience, it's like, so we used to go gung-ho, now this was because every show, it was like, we needed to sell tickets, and then put in another show and sell tickets for there to be another show, so you had to give them everything, balls to the wall, fucking throw everything, you you had to that show, and make people be impressed, but see when they see somebody get shot at the cannon, and see when they see somebody fucking jump into the shark tank and see, see when they've seen all this. Where do you go for there? Do you have somebody get shot and the fucking need with a gun? Do you know
2: what I mean? <laughs> so what you learn
1: is, you need to build up. You need to have those moments, right? But then you need to come back down. So like that bear shows... Mm-hmm. So, like our TV episodes, maybe like scale it back and calm everything back down aye. to lead to the big match aye. and do the big match and the big show where the big thing's aye. happening and there's a big crowd aye. and make it mean something. Build it up to that. Aye, aye, and then the moment fucking makes everybody go, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if in every show that thing happens, people just look at it with blank faces and don't give a fuck because they've seen it. And it, it it isn't special. It's no register and it's, it's no. It's no because you're desensitized. Aye, that's to it. it, man. Like and it, it's like it's an art form.
2: Is that where like the writing and that comes in, and like the narrative aye. comes in? If you're heavy good at doing that, then you can make something that might not be a pure mental thing, but you can make that seem like aye. pure. That can drumming. evoke much
0: more emotion
1: than aye. somebody falling thirty feet through a table. It's See, just aye. lazy. Aye, if there's somebody that can that can even sell and make the crowd think they're hurt, that can mean more than somebody doing something mental, if the storyline's there, if, if, if they're emotionally attached to this person, this person's getting attacked, and they're like, oh no, he's getting battered off this guy, and they're like, selling the crowd, going, oh no, I'm really getting hurt, then that can have a bigger reaction, than somebody jumping, off the tap of your fucking cage, but at the same time, Grado, pretending his leg's stuck on a tap rope, and he kind of get it down, asking the ref to help him, can get a bigger reaction, than somebody jumping off the cage, It's all perspective. There's all different things that can get a big reaction. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always need to be violence. It doesn't need to always be that. No, I like violence. (laughs) I like death matches. I like all that shit. But if we're going to do it, when we do do it, I want it to mean something, and I want people to give a fuck about it, as opposed to just doing it all the time, so it means nothing. So you're taking more risks than you should, for less reward than you should, and nobody kills. how's that better than what i'm doing aye. Do i mean i missed the all that like get a fuck you know what i mean we're trying to like be smart here and create our, our art. do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and um i'm a different person than i was so this is what the direction i want to go in now aye so there will be insanity there will be violence not when we did it it'll be for a reason and it'll mean something and be done right. I'll yeah. be done right,
0: do you know what I mean? Aye. No, that's interesting, man. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. But see, you just gone back to your show at the Hydro, right? Now you were like, that was the peak, the first show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think, is that, if you had to give me one show and show me it, start to finish and go, that's ICW, that's what no. I wanted, is no. that it or no. something
1: else? Oh, there's different ones, man. Uh, there was a show called Still Smoking at ABC. <laughs> um there was a show the the show remember i was telling you earlier on about the time we ran Mary hill and it was sold out aye i'd say that from start to finish is one of the best icw shows ever there's hundreds of storylines there's all these great characters the big surprise at the end it's like the last ever ecw world champion shows up unannounced gets into the ring to save somebody then gets the making challenges drew our champ to a match and fucking he comes out and then they have a fight that goes into Maryhill Hill Road <laughs> and they
3: fight outside the Tesco and all that. Do you know what I You're
1: mean? Like, Don't worry, I've
0: done this before.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And fucking me change your tape ending up in the paper the next day and you know, all that was brilliant man. Um, I'd say I'd say that show. Um but there's a lot of different shows that have got like pivotal moments and things that are like fucking great. But if you want like if you want sit somebody doing that's never seen ICW and go, here's a, a show that's encompasses yeah. all the best bits of ICW. Aye. I'd say that, that one um, I can't fucking remember the name of it uh, it's called no. it's called Long Before Wesley Snipes that's what it's called <laughs> that's what it's called
2: yeah I was like to say something right and I, I don't even like know if I, this is just what I was thinking See, when I think about wrestling I always think about like man memes and clips and I think it's a pure like clippable like thing oh, so like see like um, the rock saying like shut up bitch no that's like my one of my favorite wee clips of uh, videos ever and oh, then like, like,
1: Andy like Orton's uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> and it's like watch out watch out watch out and i was like out, all over the internet uh, like all the time and then there's there's her, the, i think it's vincent man walking into the ring and he's like that ah, no i mean oh
0: wait then he tears yeah. both his quads I, <laughs> and then he has to just sit down like
2: there is that like something that you would think about like being a thing, like, getting mad bits like that that are mad, not yes. even punchlines, but just, like, clippable things, do you yes, know what I mean? like
1: clips that, if you, if anybody checks the ICW Facebook, we put up all clips that are only really relevant to what's going on the now, just because we know they'll get views. I've been telling, the I've been talking to the guy, sorry, that um, does our social media and saying we need to get any TikTok now for uh. that very reason. ICW's go, I think it's 1,500-something hours of content in our tape library, it's like, yeah. eh, like, eh, Gradle, gone to the ring, to Goldberg's music, has <laughs> went super viral, before on YouTube, and, eh, Facebook, and stuff like that, mate, like there's, t- on TikTok, that would mate, be there's so many different things, I think we put up, we put up a handful of things, like Triple H, showing up at our show, in Cardiff, that done really well, and I think there was a, Gradle, Gradle winning the belt, with the SEC, um, I think that done really well, and then there's a few things, that didn't it, but I was, I was trying to explain it to him, I was going, look, just keep going mate. Cause shit just blows up oh, like, wow well, man oh, i was well. just gone with it and then i was like i don't really know if i'm getting this and then i stopped using it for ages and then somebody went like I was waiting inside a chinese like they still had their table outside at the time you had to wait for the food on the street somebody was like ah, eh, saw your tiktok and i was like fuck, so i couldn't talk Hi. about it then somebody else walked past saw your tiktok that's two minutes later and then i've went and logged back in i had to been in it in like a year and i went what the fuck? and there was videos blown up i was like Hang, i'll try this tiktok thing again. And it was only the past couple of months, like six months or something, I've, I've been gone on it. And then I'm like, ah, every now and again, stuff will go viral, stuff won't. And then when stuff doesn't, I go, ah, maybe I'll stop doing this. And then the next video blew up. Aye. Like the weekend there, I put up a hang talking about mustard. Mate, I seen that, by the way. It's got like, 1.7 a- million uh, views on TikTok and in the day Mate- when it yeah. I was coming here on the train somebody went like his own fucking lad bible on Twitter I've not seen it there's that mustard cunt <laughs> yeah, it's better yeah. than the no, one that went viral a couple of months ago when I was talking about shitting myself and work Aye. when I was in Scotch, man. do you know what I mean I was like ah, fuck I went heavy viral and I was like oh no man every cunt's going. got me as a guy that shat himself in work.
2: <laughs> and the, the cunt for the rest, and the mustard cunt and the guy that
0: <laughs> hey, we, we've got a pal Sean and Ben they're twins right and they made a video like a fake video it's like Ben going up to Sean, he's got a ring doorbell. So he's got the footage for the ring doorbell, and it's him going up to Sean's doorbell and ringing it and going, Let me in for a shout, mate. Right? But. It looks like a random guy coming up and asking to they're shite in a, a random guy's house. But that went viral and then it got massive, mate, like the papers were writing about it and they were they were making things oh, up.
1: You see that? I think I've seen that. Ah, you were. It's
0: well. in like, black and white and ah, it's like dude, do do. Then he's like, oh, oh, I remember. How I
1: remember? fucking bam. Ah, right? I'm <laughs> like,
0: I'm running for a shite, you fucking bam. But he was like that. Ben, who's the shite man in it, was like, ah, you need to take that down. I'm going to be known as the shite guy forever. So you can't even get yeah. the video anymore.
2: Somebody so uh, on Sean's street goes, we all call you the jobby man now. I'm <laughs>
0: brilliant, man. That's good, aye. So yeah, uh, you need to watch what you're known for,
2: man. Oh,
1: no, it's because like there's since I've been doing stuff in TikTok, there's people that come to in the street that I don't even think no are on a wrestling company. Nah, they'll just they know just you from know TikTok. TikTok? And I'm like, ah, this is fucking a whole new audience. It's a mean. whole
0: universe in itself, mate. Right. It's crazy. And like I was my videos were on Instagram for years, mate. And I made a TikTok. And honestly, people that come up to me never ever say I've seen you on Instagram, it's always TikTok, always, I've thought, oh, i go to you on TikTok and that, so it's a whole fucking universe its in, man, it's crazy. My
1: first video ever was, uh, I was uh, it was on Facebook years ago, and I, I had a verified page, so somehow they were trialling videos before anybody had them, and I think one, my page must have been one of the ones that was allowed to videos, Like it was like two or three weeks before every cunt could use videos, it was in Glasgow Green, and it was with my family, and it was like the, the fireworks night, I just done this video. I'm too big for this or too you for that. I've fucking spent 70 quid now, I've got this and it pans up and I've got a minions blown. (laughs) Minions blown. I think Green Green's shite and that's all I said, right? I remember that. (laughs) I had my phone cut out, right? And I fucking went home. So this must be like an hour and a half later. I checked my phone and it had fucking 900,000 views, man. I was like, what the fuck's happening, man? So the next day I was like, I'm going to make we funny videos and that's when I started doing that aye and then it was like after that I go I paid to do something for the BBC but then they started going oh do this take this out and all that and after while I, I was like I'm not fucking doing this anymore because there was videos going up that I was like I don't even want my name attached to this <laughs> you were saying like you don't want to be known as a cunt uh, that fucking aye video. aye don't care if I'm getting £400 for it do you know what I mean aye, like, it's not even worth aye, it man. Shit, man there's cunts like on
2: Facebook that I've actually just like I, I didn't realise because like, obviously TikTok you get like hundreds of millions of views and all that. Some people, Facebook's like that. Like you just um, see mad vind- videos that have just got like six hundred and fifty million views, and you're like, "What? How I did I that even have it's Like, conspo- co- like production companies that only post on uh, Facebook and that. Because we
1: post. never, we never thought you could make money off Facebook, and it's only the past couple year that a uh, guy does all our sort of social media and press stuff. Thomas was like, eh, "We can make money off Facebook," and I was like, "Not nah, we can't." Eh. And he started posting old matches and clips and all that shit and it was like when we go up like a couple of grand like one month and i was like ah, what the fuck man Aye. and i was like ah, post mail shit now <laughs> right, man <Constant.
2: laughs> post us talking <laughs> right, <laughs> to, like, yeah.
1: get us up. this is the thing like you can post shit that gets fuck all but then you can get stuff but then the other thing i know is see if you post something that goes viral can post it again six months later, a different video, and it goes viral again, Aye, and definitely. you an check, man. Mate, that's... <laughs> I've posted the... about 12 times mate, mate, <laughs> mate. the video that
0: always pops up, and I wanted to ask you about this, because I'm just so fascinated with wrestlers just as people, because they're so larger than life, they don't feel like real humans, let's see, And obviously the video I always see is Triple H coming out, so you obviously must have got to meet him, talk to him for a bit, I eh? Aye, mate. So,
1: t- how is how is Hunter? He's sound. He's sound. Uh, it was he was the first person that I met. He was the one I dealt with or uh, with the deal with us signing with WWE. He's always been completely honest with me, straight up. I, whenever I ask for anything, he'll tell me the truth. If it's going to happen or no, um, like I've not had a bad deal with the guy. Mm-hmm. And people almost want you to say, oh, I've had bad dealings uh- with him." I've no like, no, we, we wanted that. <laughs> and, um, but it was that that day when he showed up in Cardiff. Was uh, we were on day three of tour, and I was hanging, man. And I was sitting on this couch, we'd pull a couch up to gorilla position, which is where all the screens are. I'm just sitting on this couch, just fucked, man, right? And it was we we're on a daytime show because they were on SmackDown later that night in Cardiff, so we changed to a daytime show. It was like 12 o'clock start, and uh, the phones went, and suddenly the phones go, Hi, Mark, it's such and such for uh, WWE, I'm like, oh, how are you doing? I thought they were just going to phone guys go, wanting guesties or whatever. Because um, I, I, I think it was like some of the wrestlers that were on the tour couldn't do the day before because they'd try out with them. Right. So they were like, can they do. I was like, they'll day, day one, they'll come, they'll try out with you, then come back to me. They were like, aye, ah, yeah, that's fine. And I think they gave us something on our show, like a WWE UK title match on an W show or something like that. And they say, like, cheers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm sitting there and Went, Hi Mark, this is such and such. Uh, do you mind if such, uh, whoever it is comes into the show? Don't even know the name, but there's that many people that work in the corporate structure of WWE. It's like thousands of people. Aye. I'm just like, aye, because you meet about 100 people every time you walk in anywhere in WWE. Hi, I'm this, this, this. And then six months later, they're on different jobs, right? So you, I just don't remember any of their fucking aye. names, right? Um, and I'm like, aye, cool. And then they've went, and Paul. And I've went, aye, no bother. I'm <laughs> on the phone up, right? And I'm like, sitting there, and I'm like, aye. Paul. i mean, Oh, it was coach Tripp was sitting next to us and he's like ah, paul Levesque. i can't and i went what triple h <laughs> he went me i think triple h is coming to the show and i went nah nah is he fuck man and then i phoned him back and i went did you mean like paul was in Levesque? and he went aye and i went "No bother man i hung the phone up i went fuck i better get my suit on man and so i went out oh, and my suit's pure all crumpled in the bag by this point end of the tour right and i fucking pulled it out man i couldn't even find socks right so i'm wearing this suit no socks man with my shoes on and i remember when i when he showed up showed up at bentley man i'm walking up the stairs to the upstairs uh eh, change locker room about that eh, i really appreciate you coming if, if you don't mind would would you go upstairs and say hi, hi-, hi- oh, to the, the roster really meant a lot to me and he went of course right so uh, we're walking upstairs, and he's a cut of steps behind me and then obviously my trouser legs came up and I've seen that he's seen them not wearing any socks oh. I went just like ah, fuck it I'm just going to tell him I went like mate I'm severely hung out right I didn't know you were showing up I've just had to find my suit so- I couldn't find any socks I'm sorry I'm standing here like the fucking man for Monte do you know what, <laughs> what I mean and he laughed and then it was like we went and met everybody then uh, we were standing backstage and he's like ah shows was really good no oh, thanks mate and he's like yeah that's all other thing I'm really bad with, I keep call, I call him mate every time I meet him. There's somebody who works at WWE quite high up, it's like, ah, you need to stop calling him mate. I um, it's like a reaction, I just go, what's happening mate. mate? It's like, it's like us, people like us. Like, I know, it's like how I
0: start a sentence, it's a comma, it's a full stop, it's, it's very fine. versatile. I'm not changing for anybody.
2: It's, but like, Tourette's, it's like Tourette's, Tourette's uh, on no, me, I don't even like, mean I to don't say it. I know that
1: I'm saying it, so <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's it like tiktok comments how many times did he say every mate? video we've got is <laughs> like Just mate honestly <laughs> right. Joseph's been six editing it the mates
1: uh, so. it's like so that's that's, uh, that's what I do all the time all the time hey Mark I like alright mate how you doing <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, so we've we've been standing backstage and he's saying uh, do you want to go to the ring and I went with me and he went yeah nodded and Pete Dunne was standing there uh, who's the NXT UK champ? I went. What? And Pete? He went. Yeah. And pointy seven. I went. What? And you? <laughs> and I was like, I ah, went out to Dunk. Dunk was on the desk. My business partner, big Dunk. And I was like, eh, Can you get time to play the game on uh, on the uh, iPad, damn it? He's like, Oh fuck God, see, I need to load another. I went. Can you get Triple H's fucking theme music, mate? <laughs> and he went, Oh, I was half asleep there, Mark. Of course, I can get Triple H's theme music fucking go it right, and I went out right the ring and fucking I remember turning around and he walks I loved DX and all that right when I was a wee guy and I'm just looking going this is fucking brilliant man and that's the thing people go like I oh, fucking sold out and you're I don't give a fuck mate I'm yeah. turning around like I was uh, I see that moment I was looking at him mate I was like a wee fucking 12 year old boy like break it down, <laughs> <and> down. <laughs> I am starting to ring with Triple X mate do you know what I mean we done another thing where we were on this SWA show and uh, it was a kids show in um, it was in Paisley Paisley good. And uh, it was a match where it was me as the manager with Grado, Jester, Lionheart, Sha Samuels, and Billy Gunn, right? <laughs> and it was against like Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey, Kenny Williams, Arne Echo, somebody was coach, Tripp was the manager. And it was hey, Jackie Polo, was the other one. And uh, there's a 40 that's on my Instagram where it's like, Billy guns standing behind us look like, pointing down, Billy's like you'd rather be anywhere else in the world, right? And it's me, grado every cunt mate and we're all doing the DX thing and we've got these big cheesers Aye. like Lobby oh, Wayne's like, this is fucking <laughs> We're in DX man because this is what happens right people think because you're an adult, you're older, you don't still act like that, right? I've been in the ring and turned around, and then music's hit and he's walked out I went, there's Kevin Nash walking in the ring no, yeah, this is fucking amazing you like, <laughs> I mean, must be you uh, like, can't even know you're starting to be too sweet in the ring with fucking <laughs> one of the outsiders this <laughs> is the best shit ever I like starting the ring and Mick Foley comes out and fucking you know what I mean like, you're just like this is it's pure surreal for a moment it eh? was a. I was talking to Red Lightning at the SEC, and I go, Red Lightning, you are fired, but I may go, yeah, and the music may hit. It didn't hit right away, so I'm going, yeah, and fucking sweating Don't And then the music hits right, and I turned around, and that's like one of my heroes walking it right. And like I said earlier, the clip that I saw was him falling into something, and then here we are, years later, I'm starting on the SEC, and there's Mick Foley coming out in my fucking show, and uh, Sweeney was in the ring with his big Sweeney, and he just leaned on his shoulder and went, Mate, I was fucking mankind. <laughs>
0: that's like, fucking know, unreal, man. Aye, uh, is there any? Investment? Is there obviously you said um, Paul? Uh, if we can call him Paul. Um uh, <laughs> we are, We are now. Um, you said he was great. He, he's always been great. We honest and that. Aye. Is there anybody else that's like maybe you've booked to, for an appearance and you have been like, ah, he was, he's a fucking great guy, and he maybe didn't Necessarily, didn't need
1: to be. See, I like did. the white traces.
0: To I, couldn't. <laughs> I, I was doing this because I was, I was
1: gonna <laughs> no, say, No, I no, I want to know the good guys. There's a lot of good guys. Godfather's really sound.
0: Gravy Davy got on with him.
1: Aye, Godfather's crack man. Um, he was leaving, he was like, Do you want to wear my Hall of Fame ring? And like, aye, all right, mate. And then we got a photo <laughs> with me wearing his Hall of Fame ring and that. Um, that's like a pure Wayne to go, aye, yeah. People are like, oh, you're a pure mark. I'm like, I am her. I don't give a fuck, mate. I'm starting uh, with a Godfather. Like, you would say no, I Godfather. <laughs> I don't, I would. Like, fucking smoking a joint with the Godfather. And I'm going, I to put on my, my Hall of Fame ring? I'm like, ah, sound, mate. <laughs> no, obviously. No, I, um, and it was like, um, there's been a lot of good guys. Like, Paul London was really sound. Uh, Kevin Nash was really sound. Rob Van Damme's brand new. Mm-hmm. Cracking guy. Um, there's been a lot of guys we've used. I've never had anybody that I'd say was a prick or anything, but uh, there was one guy that terrified... There were two guys that terrified me. <laughs> one was Hardcore Holly. Oh, fuck that, mate. Hardcore Holly was stunning there, and he was met with fighting Renfrew, and uh, I had to have Renfrew win because he was going to fight Big Drew at one of our pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. It was the show after this. So it just so happened that somebody else had booked Hardcore Holly, so he was in the country, and they were like, do you want to use him?" And I'm like, fuck it, I'll use Hardcore Holly. So... Before the show... Now, obviously, if he's just doing me random shows, he just thinks he's winning because he's the big star for the WWE. And I went, well, this is a TV show we're filming. So I was like, eh, so you're going to lose, <laughs> right? And, mate, he fucking looked at me, man, the big eyes, right? And cricked his neck. So he went up his neck. it went, made a bad noise, <laughs> right? And he just went, what? Uh-huh. Right? And I went, eh, 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 big drew on there. I went, whoa, 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 Dallas, tell him how he's going to lose. I went, he's going to... Hovey's, the guy that's in his faction come in and hit you with a, a snooker ball in the back of the heat and then they're going to get the pin and run away and he went okay <laughs> mate, and walked away and I went through, I thought he was going to kill me then and he went sorry dad bro, that's why I <laughs> ran over you right you did such a good yeah, impression I was,
0: actually,
2: <laughs> I was actually going to say
1: that I used to be good at doing impressions scene as a we I used to do other voices at only excuse and I remember one time I was doing them in the school playground right and every cunt was with me in secondary school like it was about a thousand wains man and fucking uh, all the teachers ran out and pushed me in it. Right, thinking there was a fight to go to the middle and it was just me doing impressions of like <laughs> Paul Gascoigne and fucking Jim White and all that um, but it was fucking uh, Hardcore Holly and then after Hardcore Holly had his match he he loved this man because he went out and got his big reaction now uh-huh. he always looks stone-faced because uh-huh. of the pop he got oh uh, well, he's probably no used guy to guy I- went like that I'm the most hardcore motherfucker on the planet. Then unannounced it went on the screen, hardcore ah. Holly. come in? mate, hardcore Holly's in Glasgow, <laughs> Right? And fucking he walked out and he went like this and done this big hanging pure this big cheeser on his Aye. face, man. And he came back and he was like, eh. That was one of the best reactions I've ever got. I went, mate, you fucking stadiums, man. I know. He fought in... He's like, nah, that was fucking great.
0: Because he's used to just being the fucking like no the piss break match but like just lord in the camera aye lord right. I, he's no use to th- him being the fucking I, you main aye aye
2: so I. much like jargon what's a piss break match is that what just you like
0: just like a match that you would put on you go right Probably bring the crowd down a bit here, but probably like people will be going to get right? popcorns yeah. and that. Like, aye, like just a match where you're
1: just like at eight, nine, ten matches. Right, right, right. So you need to bring them up, up and he's not going to go to the right, bar. All
2: right, right, right. Right. There's... And There's... what can I guys Is he like a ma- is he always a bad guy in that? Ah, he's always a He's, bad guy.
0: Fe- he's just a mad stern face, pure hot, like aye. tough guy. Who's the, Who's the other guy that scared
1: you? Eh, uh, Bobby Dudley Really, aye. Aye, man. He's built like a fucking house, man. And it's like he showed up the night before we'd ran a show in the garage, and we were doing the hydro the next night. And he came in, and it was like, obviously, I'd booked him to put air, like, lose to fucking the team that I'm mm-hmm. building, eh, called Polo Promotions at the time. And, eh, he fucking just walked up to me, and he's like, nah, man, it's like, we need to hit the 3D. Nobody kicks out the 3D, and, that. and I'm just like, aye, I know, mate. I mean, but he's a losing And he just kept going, is there no, is there no other way, you not. Know but the way he was saying it is as if <laughs> he was pure intimidating me, man, like, no intimidating me. I, I, I know he'd never say anything, but just his general demeanour. Was as if he was trying to convince me, like you this should fuck. Aye, this is happening, and I just stood my ground, man. But I'm not gonna lie, I was fucking bricking it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you should have just done an impression I Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was like, his afterwards, he was like, no, what I meant was people go out to see the 3D, but he didn't mean that. Aye, bet he didn't mean that. I was like, for uh, went, but nobody kicks out the 3D. I went, I get that. I went, so how about after the match, with have these bad guys coming, like the wee man, aye, uh, and the guy he was managing, come out, say something, right, uh, and then use, team up, and then use fucking Game the 3D. Aye. And they went, that works. Aye. And then they, they watched the finish of the match and I don't know if it was on so, purpose or not. What's that? So is that a mad move that nobody can get out of? It's
0: like their finishing move, but I just yeah. find it odd that a guy who's had that sort of career would be so concerned about He's committed, me. Going over. Aye. I heard that about. Well, no heard that. Uh, there's a chat. You ever heard a
1: ring kicking? You know what that is? Aye. Right. So uh, there's See a ring kicking. Aye. See if a ring kicking happened, and that was bought by TNA. Aye. An email got sent to me for that channel and in India, right? Uh the the channel that that ended up on wanted ICW on, but it went into in my junk mail and I never fucking saw it. Oh my god. After ring kicking started down, so when we didn't sign the deal. TNA got contacted and that they started Rinka King. Aye. That's, there you go. Fucking so we were hell. nearly the cunts on that channel. Just,
0: just to explain to people, right, Rinka King is like, this In uh, India wanted like, a wrestling show, right? So like this big... I think it's like a big TV channel there, wanted like some American stars to come over or wanted some promotion to start there. But none of their guys were trained. So they brought guys for like TNA over to like train them, but also be in the show. There's a YouTube channel called MarkyD12. Oh, Mate, how fucking good is uh, it? Like? So Marky, this is, how I, this is how I found this. So he would like review the, the show, but he's reviewing it for your point of view. So he's like, the fat Indian child comes out from the cow. It's so funny, but that's how I found that. But... Uh, see, just as well, you're talking about Paul Heyman. So you go to meet Paul Heyman for a bit, right? We're going to pull the video up, but can you just explain to people that might not know, know who is
1: saying this to you, who Paul Heyman is? That's like, yeah, so Paul Heyman ran ECW. Paul Heyman, the guy that ECW was early 90s and influenced what WWE Attitude Era was. So the reason the Attitude Era existed was they borrowed a lot of ideas and style by Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's like, let's well, say a god to me, but like fucking definitely somebody that I mega look up to. Aye, it's heyman. like so the, the thing that he says to me in this video is like equivalent to see if you were like a, a boxer and Muhammad Ali was on stage, you meant here, see that guy out right there. He's an amazing boxer. That's what it was equivalent to. Aye. And I was standing there and see if you play it. Fucking <laughs> the thing that happened, I know, is I went into the venue and it was uh, inside the ropes that were running it, right? And i Was standing at this wee corner and they kept coming to check that I was there. And they went, You know, went anywhere, Dallas? I went, How? I was all of a sudden pure. i have been drinking pints, I'm bursting for a piss, and i like, Don't move. Yeah, just there for about an hour. And then eventually, he went, Where's Mark Dallas? You see, at that exact moment when I walked into the stage and shake his horn. See, as soon as he finished talking, mate, I made a beeline for the <laughs> 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 But There's nothing
0: worse than that pint bladder, and oh, all man, like, I didn't know in... that he was going to talk to me. Aye.
1: I but I had a, a Feeling the way they were acting. Aye, but I was like, I can't go to the toilet Aye. because there's something's happening here. They're going to do something. The only cunt stage is Paul Heyman. Cigarette. <laughs> Aye, Aye. I need to stay here. Mate, I thought my bladder was going to explode. <laughs> so, troops, we've got the video.
0: Let's take a wee watch. You've not seen this, have you? No, no, no.
3: Is Mike Dallas in the house? Do you mind if I say something personal to him? You do mind? Because I won't if you mind. You don't mind? First of all, thank you for letting us be in your house tonight. Secondly, I wish I could convey in words the respect and the admiration I have for what you're doing here in Glasgow. You got no idea what it takes to put everything you have into building a promotion. I spent seven and a half years of my life. At which time for those seven and a half years, I didn't dare keep a girlfriend. I want no. I wouldn't <laughs> dare consider having children I'm so I can my sand parents, <laughs> grandchildren, <laughs> it, my yeah. life. My life was ECW. That man's life is ICW. Oh, so easy me your sponks, yeah. and, and by the I'm you're it. I'm glad that you sir. <laughs> Seriously. I'm you 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 have no <laughs> yeah, idea how much I admire what you're doing. And I'll tell you why. Think about this.
1: And I thought I was in it. Like, oh, no, if so a tall, music cue right. <laughs> screws up, <laughs> no, no it's
3: one. only two seconds of your lives. Oh, okay, the music crew screwed up. But Everything you know what? It's okay. i still watch this wrestler come down the aisle. It ruins his day. It ruins it. Oh, he's sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I had a perfect show. I had a perfect show with a mother music guy. God damn it. The lighting screws up if a wrestler misses a spot if a referee screws up if something anything any little goddamn thing goes wrong yeah, he, he acting, lives he? it he breathes it because of the sacrifices he makes every single solitary day of his life living and breathing and having the blood of icw go through his veins there you go. <laughs> Fucking mental man. You're building something special. I hear from Drew Galloway. He tells me it's something special. I watch your tapes on YouTube. I <laughs> am a fan it, of ICW. <laughs> I'm a fan of what you're doing. Please, I ask you, I beg of you, gest, continue no doing agree. what you're doing. I have nothing but respect and admiration for you, sir.
0: That's fucking mental, uh, that
3: I not
2: that is mental. I couldn't, like,
0: is that, as you say, that's like the
1: Muhammad Ali or what you're doing. Oh, that, <laughs> like, can't he get any, really, any higher than him, can it, no? And the thing is, like, the cross, the genre like, in the wrestling industry, like, he, I know, like, Vincent Mann's, like, the big deal, but it's like, he's my big deal, do you know what I right. mean, that's my fucking, who I idolised, you know uh, what I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. why I wanted to do what I'm doing, do you right. know what I mean, so. That is mental. Fucking madness. Um, but
0: uh, you were saying you've got a show coming up. Do you want to talk a bit about it? Right. so I've got Shug's house Party coming up,
1: which is uh, the 29th and 30th of July, which is a Friday and Saturday night, which is a weekender. And uh, there's weekend tickets and single-day tickets available, but they're selling fast. And uh, there's very few seats left. There's standing tickets as well, though. And uh, we've also got a show during the day on a Saturday because we've got a kids' company now called Wrestling Experience Scotland. So uh, if you used to come to ICW, but now you've got Wayne's and you can of go, or you know, you want you take, your Wayne's like ICW, but obviously they kind of go to an ICW show. This is the family friendly equivalent. The tickets are available for that, but that's only got like 40 tickets left that one because that's all seated. Where um, are they? The shows are in the O2 uh, Academy, where near the Gorbals. Where they get tickets? get tickets at Ticketmaster, and uh, we've got some really big matches, all the titles will be on the line, and uh, Grado's coming back to host the shows, also wrestling, him and Ravey Davey are teaming up to fight two Tories called The Cabinet.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, and also, the, cabinet. the leader of The Cabinet is a guy called Thatcher Wright, who's fighting MMA star Chris Bungard. Oh, um, really? Aye, Bungard's a wrestler for ICW. I, know, so, that's uh, class. I didn't even
2: know that. Well, he
1: was actually somebody we were going to say about you uh, maybe just, getting I, on at I some point. I used
2: to play football against him.
1: And I used to bam him up. <laughs> <laughs> a for me, he'll smash fuck it. When here. I love Chris <laughs> when he's a cyclist. Yeah. Uh, he is mental. Um, and then there's a lot of other big matches happening. Jack uh, Jester versus. Star of the Scots, Jack Jester uh, versus uh, Kez Evans for the world title. We've also got a King of Insanity match, which is a death match, which is main event night one between BT Gunn and Leighton Buzzard. Um, It's got to be an incredible weekend, and it'll be airing on the WWE Network in Peacock in America, but it won't air till several weeks after the show. So if you want to see it live, you want to see everything before everybody else, you need to be there, get your tickets, and hopefully I'll see you at the show. And if you just want to come and give a cut, of guess these are not. Mate, oh, yeah, I mean, right. we could go awesome. vlog it.
0: We vlog it.
1: Aye, here. Mate. By the way, so you want to do a vlog, vlog at the fucking asylum one day and come down and do some wrestling training or whatever? Mate, we can do that. that I know. Mate, that would be class. Aye, all all sort of, that'd be, right, that's fine. That would be unreal. Uh, as well, just
0: before we wrap up, because that's mate, uh, we've done a long time, right? We normally How go. How long have we done? Two hours oh, and goodness. 15 minutes. What? Aye, so, I, mean, <laughs> I, could, I think I could talk to you for another two hours, honestly. Will we do it again then? No, definitely, right? I'm up for it. Um, Just one thing I want to ask you just before we go, right? Because I know that a lot of people watching this are maybe hearing this ICW event and wanting their name to be on that one day. What advice have you got for somebody who want, is maybe young in wrestling training wants to one day
1: get to the top in an ICW show? You need to be dedicated. You can't do this as a hobby. You can do it as a hobby, but you're never going to make it anywhere. You need to throw yourself fully into this and want to make it. So, like, uh, back in the day, if somebody says to us, I've got a wrestling TV show. Do you want to film a promo for me? We'd have filmed a promo that instant. We'd have went away, got a camera immediately. You need to have that level of dedication. There's people that don't and they don't make it, they don't get to ICW, or they get any further or whatever. You need to realise that on your doorstep, in Scotland especially, is this massive fucking opportunity that's known a lot of other places in the world, where you can train and then end up on the fucking WWE Network. You can have a direct connection say, go and work in NXT UK, then NXT in America, and go and work in Raw and SmackDown. You can go and work in Japan, whatever, right? You can go and work at AEW, all these things have happened. There's been people that have worked for me that have went to all these fucking places. I've made a full-time living. There's some people that have worked for me that are now fucking millionaires. Do you know what I mean? They go there by geeing it the raw. No doing at half fast. It needs to become your life for a certain amount of time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and realise, and this is a thing I say to people that people don't like to hear is, you when you go to training, you think you're on a team... You can be a team, but every single other person in that room is also your competition. So you need to be better than them. You need to cut better promos than them. You need to wrestle better than them. You need to think you need to have a better character than them. And you can come up with all that. You can you can be the, the one to do all that if you sit and think and take the time to do it. If you just go, I'm going to show up, wrestle, do this and that, and it's just going to happen, but it's never going to happen. You need to stand out. You need to turn the volume up. You need to make people look at you. I'll provide the platform you need to then do something when you're standing on that platform for people to gear fuck so that's the advice I'll give
0: brilliant the man advice man mate, thanks for coming on we'll definitely do it again man I could I can't believe it's been two hours man but there you go troops hope you enjoyed it man we won for the wrestling guys fantastic not, not even know me I was no I know mate I a wrestling fan I know Cheers lads. You, maybe you feel more hey, enlightened. Wait, feel like go, no. <laughs> I'm go. Go watch a video tonight. <laughs> Greeting oh, a new bed. <laughs> That's fucking Paul. Um, what's his name again? <laughs> no, thanks for coming on mate. Cheers, Cheers mate. For us, lads. Cheers trips. Like, subscribe, comment, <laughs> do all that stuff. Vlog. <laughs> Cheers mate.